Hello, David here. This is just a little disclaimer. Uh, we acknowledge that in this episode we repurpose audio from both Doctor Who and other sources, such as interviews and other movies and whatnot, to create the illusion that the actors we discussed in this episode appeared in Doctor Who. This is obviously not the case in real life. The little scenes you hear in this are fictional, they're fiction, what have you, and are to be taken as such, not as an admission of fact or an attempt at some sort of nefarious deception or whatnot. Think of it as fan fiction, okay? We acknowledge the right of any rights holders in this situation to object to this repurposing, but we also note that we rarely pass the free use time limit on any clips we use. Secondly, uh, certain individuals named as part of the experiment do not reflect the values held by people naming them. Uh, we decided very early on that we would reflect in part the times in which these things were ca- would be cast in. Uh, and as such, there are individuals starring in them that would have been put in the public spotlight at the time. Uh, and, you know, big box office hits. Uh, Their inclusion here does not condone their behaviour now, nor shall it ever. But with all that being said, let's begin. Special episode. Oh, for the longest, for the longest time. For the longest time. If you say goodbye to me. As you can does, oh, look. It, does that song exist in this alternate reality? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, he performs it in the show. Uh, he, he Billy played Joe is, 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 is in the When does that candy song candy. come out? I'm going to find out who it would be. 1984. 1984. It, w- it would oh, be. Oh, it would be. No, it would not. That's the Groden era. Yeah, okay, let's not spoil it. Let's not spoil who it is. Yeah, okay. So, hello. And welcome to a very special episode of Potter Who Guest. I'm David, your host. Um, this week, or maybe weeks, I have no idea how long we're going to go. We're all a bit rowdy already. Um, we're taking a break from our usual thing. And sorry, there's no other side. Um, it's going to be a very special thing. Um, and I'm joined by two very special people who are. Nathan, you want to go first? <laughs> oh, sure. I'm Nathan. You might remember me from the Christmas Invasion episode. Well, I woke up. 
and I'm Michelle, <laughs> and I woke up today, and the world was a restless place. It could have been that way for me. And I wandered around, and I spot out your face that Christmas looking back at me. Whoa, I wish today was just a ordinary day because today has been the best day everything i ever dreamed <laughs> okay are we starting at like a uh, six uh, <laughs> yeah um, so have a good so life do it for me make me surprised you'll be like okay all right stop, stop, yeah. um not to get ahead of ourselves but that 100 gets uh nominated for best original song that year doesn't it that's like, uh, that's yeah, and, and it gets performed by uh green day <laughs> We're like, we'll get the day. Green Green Day in what? Like 2007 though? Oh yeah. No, it, 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 six, oh, six, six, six. It would have been like it would have been they would have gotten someone like Celine Dion like be like, okay, we're gonna re re review like the Well I mean you know, Turner. What, which movie is this tying in for? That's um, my question. Well, We'll get to that. In we'll get to that. We'll get to that because, because, <laughs> because I bet the, list, yeah. the listeners just went movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Michelle, do you want to explain what we're doing here? Sure. Um, yeah. um, how long ago was this? I don't know. September. Like a couple months well, ago. Okay, okay, months ago. I'll, I'll explain now as well. You're hearing this in like January, the third week of January, I think. This is based on a conversation we had in September. That you hinted at in a video by Samuel Davis in October. Yes. That people have been asking about since October. Kind yes. Of, I haven't checked the video since. I don't know if they're still asking about it. But, um, so you're getting this maybe three, what, four months? Four months after? Yeah. But yeah, you, you explain what it is if you don't know. So, okay. So basically, what happened is October, uh, September 28th. I made a joke that if Orson Welles is still alive, he would be all over Big Finish. Like, he would just be... <laughs> he would just be, like, making a thousand Big Finish box sets a day. He, he would be the one doing the Big Finish ident. Yeah, yeah. And and then we, we talked, like, what if Doctor Who was an American show? And there's this image that often goes around where it's like, oh, what if Doctor Who was an American show? And it's like... Burgess Meredith, Dick Van Dyke, Vincent Price, Gene Wilder. It's like, no, no, no. This is all like, this is literally just people going, who looks like these? are just names. Yeah, these are just names. Yeah, it's it's so like, it's just somebody going, oh, they kind of look like their British counterparts and they were kind of famous in the era. No, no, no. We sat down and were like, let's be realistic. What would actually be American Doctor Who. And what ensued was a four-hour conversation. Five-hour. Five-hour. Yeah. (laughs) Where we talked, where we we really worked this out. Like, we worked out how the show would get made. We worked out who would be in the cast. Why would they drop out? What would happen? And basically... The entire, the entire just trajectory and the, the, the ripple effects it has on the world. An alternate history of... American broadcasting, basically, because <laughs> Doctor Who is an American show. This conversation, so, David pasted it plain text into a document last night, and it is novella length. It is about a hundred <laughs> something pages. Hundred twenty-four. Hundred twenty-four oh, pages. On. Yeah, but the thing um, that's interesting. Yeah. So the thing we kind of took as inspiration is like, let's try to be. Uh, I'm not sure if realistic is the word, but let's try to be sensible. Like, because one of the things that they have and like that image that that goes around is they say Donald Glover in like 2011 will be the 11th Doctor, and it's like no, like 
2011 Donald Glover would not like that's not no, you're just doing that because you you That is know. season 3 of Community. Yeah, that's like, like early like childish Gambino. It's just not happening. No, that's like you you're you're doing the thing where you're looking back in time and you're doing this perspective of like based on what we know, this is who I think would be cool. Like there's Gene Wilder as the fourth doctor which he would not do. Like he would not no, no. Gene Wilder I mean, would not. I mean, to be, be fair, on we have a, a couple of actors in here who would have so, not like, have yeah. done it. Yeah. We, we have a couple of actors who have not done it, but the thing we we figured out is we came up with like we Finding tried, similar trajectory. Yeah, we we try to figure it out. We try to figure out like why this person, not just because oh in in the Britain show this they went in the British show they went for this type of actor, but also like is this a good person for? This particular character is the character the same. Like, what is the context that American TV is going through at the time that they uh, that they would want to mimic or, or or replicate or or be based off? So we 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 kind of came up with what we think is a really fun alternate universe, uh, and we're gonna walk through that. So for some of them, we came up with like. Fucking production histories, but for some of them, we just came up with like an actor which, or something. You 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 wrote you wrote some great production history I, I, excerpts, yeah, which I I, I can read out at certain points because I do think they're terrific. We start, we wrote a lot like <laughs> unless you uh, still want to like write that out as like a short little we we can, history book because we, we can come up with yeah. that we we can we can put that in as as it comes along because what we also did is we also did these like. Um, like oral history excerpts, yes, where you're terrific. seeing like interviews with the people that worked on it, and it's just fun to like imagine all that shit, you know. Uh, mm. But basically, so for starters, I feel like a lot of people listening to this are gonna be like, "There's no way a show like Doctor Who is made for American TV in the '60s," which is demonstrably false. For starters, American TV in the 1960s was very open to sci-fi. Uh, the Twilight because Zone, it was the space race too. Yeah, like. yeah. Especially yeah. in Fridays, you had the Twilight Zone. You had like Land of the Lost. You had a bunch of stuff. Uh, in 1966, there was literally a TV show called The Time Tunnel about like scientists that do, 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 do time travel. Like it's totally feasible. And again, and like the thing is, Star Trek came out in the 60s in TV. Like it's one of the longest running American franchises in in history. And it, it's in the '60s, so to 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 say that Doctor Who could not happen again, kind of not true. Uh, would it? Some people say that like Doctor Who would not happen because there would be no desire to be an educational show, which I would argue that Doctor Who was not. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Who kind of abandoned that really early on. Um, but like three episodes in, yeah, uh, but, yeah. But I would yeah. also say that because uh, because of how. Like there were there were literally people who made their careers on doing like family friendly genre TV. Like Irwin Allen did uh, so many science fiction TV shows that the whole family could enjoy, like Lost in Space, Land of the Giants, the aforementioned Time Tunnel. So it's very possible that there could be a show where they were like, well, "Let's do something for the family," and let's just, especially because Twilight Zone which was the show that inspired, like, every network had its own Twilight Zone, but Twilight Zone was darker, and then we're like, even ABC, I think ABC was like, oh, we want to do a Twilight Zone, but lighter, so that more people can watch it, and not be, like, scared of it. So, again, totally feasible, 
that this thing would happen. And then the final argument people have against it is like Doctor Who would not happen because the people involved for Doctor Who would not be present because they're British. And you're almost correct because Sydney um Sydney Newman is uh Sydney Newman was Canadian. And it's very feasible that there could be a universe where Sydney Newman instead of going to the UK went to America. So much so that he literally worked for ABC. Uh, he not not ABC, the uh, American Broadcasting Network, but the Associated British Corporation. But we what, what we want to imagine is that there's a universe where instead of going to work for the ABC in the UK, he worked for the ABC in America and the US. So it, it yeah. sets up it sets up a, a basically a perfect series of events that could lead to something like Doctor Who coming out. Would it be called Doctor Who? Would it have the same themes? Probably not, but. It's fun to imagine, like, our version of that as an analog to Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should probably bring in, a, um, like, a quantum physicist now to be like, here is the scientific proof where this, this path diverges into this path. As you can see here, uh, X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, Just a, a real, uh, you know, Tom Baker energy, you know. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's Tom Baker or... Uh, you know, William Russell to come and be like, well, <laughs> in another universe. <laughs> I do want to say, just before we continue, um, I want to go into kind of briefly the structure we have in terms of it's the same show structurally, more or less, until like for the classic era, we had the same years and the same tenures. Uh, um, well, well, we, well, well, there's there's one. Well, so the, the, there, yeah. There's a difference. Well, there's we, a couple, we there's a couple b- because yeah. because serial formats were not as popular in the U.S. Well, not just serial formats, but also just the the health of the actors and yeah, yeah. But yeah, but then we get to the new series. We have their movies instead of TV shows. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to yeah, that. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. Yeah, That's yeah. I'm just, yeah. But that but 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 you'll see the the history that leads to that. But basically, we imagine Doctor Who. As a show that would go on on ABC, it's basically taking the place of The Outer Limits, which ABC created to compete with, with The Twilight Zone. But in this universe, Sidney Newman was like, I want to see a show about a guy who goes back in time and he has a machine. Um, what does the TARDIS look like, look, at, look like in this universe? A phone box. It just looks like a regular phone box. Um, we can imagine that like we can. Oh, it's still called The Doctor. There's still a TARDIS and all that. The first person we came up with to play the role of the Doctor is Joseph Cotton. You're robots! Our brains are just like yours, except that certain weaknesses have been removed. You call them emotions, do you not? This discredits the freedom we hold dearest to our hearts. Uh, most people probably know Joseph Cotton as uh, he was in Citizen Kane and he was in Third Man. He was the... Um, Jebediah Leland, he was Kane's best friend in Citizen Kane. And when I say that, you're probably going like, what, he was on Citizen Kane? No way he would be in a rinky-dinky sci-fi TV show in the 60s. And uh, the thing about Hollywood in the 60s is that everyone was in a rinky-dinky sci-fi show in the 60s, (laughs) especially if you were a famous person in the 30s. So Joseph Cotton literally was, he had like a, a TV show in the 60s. So this is not that unfeasible for him. But basically what they want to do is they want to have like a, a a person who has like this stature, this like commanding stature that he has. And they kind of lure him into the show by being like, 
oh, it won't be like bug eye monsters. It'll be more serious. It'll be more for the family. And he's like, ah, that sounds good. And also it's a paycheck. So I'm, I'm cool. I, I like that idea. Uh, also, Joseph Cotton was in an adaptation of From the Earth to the Moon. So not that unfeasible that he would work in that genre. Mm. Um, I want to say something just kind of vaguely related, which is that um, in this conversation we had months ago, you thought Woody Harrelson was the same age as William Hartnell. Um, and I'll pick her. Yeah. <laughs> and we, 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 yeah. Um, but, I made a suddenly yeah. realization about the age of many people, many actors I follow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, basically, yeah. So we had that. Um, and our structure for that was vaguely the same. So I'm clicking through the document now. Yeah, um, basically. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, a, 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 a comment I want to make is that, um, you know, regarding Lost in Space, it made me realize uh, who wrote the Doctor Who theme in this universe. Who is it? It's it's it is at the time a young working TV composer just sort of doing odd jobs. A young TV composer named Johnny Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. Right. That uh, that John Williams makes the theme song, which I think is amazing because it's because uh, it's, he, wrote, he wrote the Lost in Space theme. He was yeah. doing TV work. It, it's yeah. con- convenient that they could be like, hey, bring in this bring in this kid. Let's see if we can do something. And, yeah. In terms of production, we're imagining a situation very similar to, you know, Star Trek, where you have sort of like a guiding figure, but you also have all these fam- famous, maybe not then, but later on famous sci fi paperback pulp writers coming in and writing an episode like we can definitely imagine a world where Harlan Ellison wrote a Doctor Who episode and basically what we were talking about is that this is a much more episodic show Um, there's not serials it's 40 minute episodes you know or maybe 20 minute episodes I uh, I wish I had done a little bit more research on that that situation but uh, I got really busy but (laughs) But basically, Joseph Cotton as the first Doctor, whereas William Hardnell was much more of a grandfather, Joseph Cotton, to me, in my head, is much more of a teacher. Maybe he still has a Susan with him, but maybe it's his daughter. Like, Because by the 60s, he wasn't that old. By the 60s, he would be in his, he would be in his 60s, basically. He would, I think he would be younger than Hardnell was when he took on the role. Let me check. Hartnell was 55. Oh, no, he actually would be older than Hartnell. No, he would be the same age. He would be three years younger. So, yeah, definitely could be a a granddaughter situation. But it would be the same idea of a character. Like 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 they say in Adventure Space and Time, where it's like Father Christmas meets the Wizard of Oz. You know, he's this guy who knows everything about time and space. And Joseph Cotton, he kind of had that, like, humorous streak streak that William Hartnell did, where William Hartnell could be a little bit of a... Was stinker sometimes in the, in the character. Joseph Gotten definitely could do that thing. I mean, if anyone has seen any of his movies, he's kind of really funny sometimes. <laughs> he, he's got that, like, he's got that, I don't know how to describe it, but he's got that kind of, like, G. Willikers, I'm so naive, but also I know more than I know. Uh, Third Man is a really fucking good movie, by the way. Please go watch Third Man. Uh, yeah, and, and, and Shadow of a Dash, where he's very scary. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Isn't King, because, you know, yeah, Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. If you want to yeah. know what he would look like as a doctor, see the the pres- <laughs> see the CD Citizen Kane where he's in old man makeup. That's what he would yeah. look like as a doctor. <laughs> but basically, we imagine that Joseph Cotton comes in, 
And he's like, I'm only going to do this for three, for two years, three years, like the standard contract, maybe even just a year. And then they are like, oh, the show is actually more popular than we expected. Again, Lost in Space, really popular. Space Race, really popular. It's very, very easy to imagine that a show about a guy going in space and time becomes kind of popular. In this universe, are the Daleks a thing? Yes. Um, we imagine that Terry Nation probably just... It's just Terry Nation. Nation. Terry Nation is inevitable. <laughs> he did the Daleks for this universe too. But the thing that is funny to us that we came up with is that because copyright laws are different in the U.S., there's no nation estate in the way that we know it today. Like, the Daleks just belong to Doctor Who. They don't have to make a deal with the Terry Nation estate. So... Uh, the Daleks are a thing. You can even maybe have a Saturday Man, but it, we, it gets to a point where Joseph Cotton, you know, he does his TV show. Uh, he does it for many, many years because it's kind of a success. And let's yeah, be honest, an longer, actor for... Yeah. The, 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 the years we have him for uh, initially are 63 to 66, which I think maybe we... We've, we kind yeah, of fudge it to either 66 or 68. Yeah, we moved it to 68 because we realized that he would probably stay longer than Hartnell because less health issues than Hartnell yeah, had. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but also... I think that's the first big divergence other than, you know, it being American that the first Doctor stays. Yeah. And, and I also imagine that in this situation, they're less willing to let go of Joseph Cotton because they're probably like... You know, even though he's not as big as he was in the 30s, he's still, like, a relatively big movie star for television. And then probably, like, oh, we don't want to let go of him. And also in this universe, we can definitely imagine in this universe that Star Trek is more of a hit than it was in the in our universe, where it got canceled after three seasons. Maybe it goes on for more. Um, maybe Doctor Who kind of spurs a little bit of an earlier quote-unquote sci-fi revolution so instead of us waiting until 77 with star wars for sci-fi to really become like a blockbuster thing it happens a little bit earlier because doctor who is more present or maybe not maybe it continues to be whatever way it whatever it happens um it just happens at a certain point just the cotton is like i'm done i'm in my 60s i have better things to do than run away from walking daleks salt and pepper shakers and he's like, I want, I want out. And we imagine that takes place after like a standard five years. He's like, I want out. But ABC is like, oh, hell no. We don't want to let go of this. This is like a cash cow for us. We can make merchandise. Merchandising definitely up the wazoo. They're like, we don't want to let go of this. The, by 68, the space race is in like, it, it's, 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 it's rabid. Yeah, it's you know. like, it, it's, Joseph Cotton is like, oh yeah, uh, let's end Doctor Who. And they're like, are you crazy? We cannot end this. So, whereas in the British world, in the British version, the regeneration came around because William Hartnell was sick. In this world, it came around because Joseph Cotton wanted to go, but they didn't want to let go of the show. And so they come up with a regeneration where the character of the Doctor changes. Um, and this second Doctor, we thought that, you know, Joseph Cotton is a really more dramatic actor. So maybe they want to go for somebody to lighten things up. And also somebody who might hang around for longer. Than just a cotton, and so we came up with a second doctor that is Jack Lemon. Who is this? You know our ways. 
Oh, I didn't recognize your voice. I'm sorry I like to help you fellas out, but it's sort of late, so why don't we uh, make it some other time? You know our ways. You must be destroyed. I guess so. So, to those who don't know, which is sad, because probably a lot of people don't know, Jack Lemmon, by this point, by 1968, had won an Oscar. He was, like, a wildly popular actor. Uh, he had success as a comedic persona. He had a sex as a dramatic persona. And we imagine that, like, this is a world where Doctor Who is a bigger hit than it was in the UK. Maybe just a little bit of international hit. And so they, they kind of, like, court Jack Lemmon, like, hey, we're going like, to give you a lot of money. Let's get a movie star to replace. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to give you a lot of money. And also, it's going to be a more, like, um, regular paycheck than if you get a movie, you know, like, like here's something you could like, this is a steady paycheck for you, you know? That's why, like, you know, like, how, how are we going to deal with us losing our lead? Let's, let's, let's court a movie star. Let's get a movie guy. Yeah. And by the late sixties, um, I would say, <laughs> uh, celebrity, Hollywood people were more open to being on TV. I oh, mean, absolutely. there still was a stigma, yeah. but it wasn't like a fuck a freaking the battle that it was. You know, um, and also during this time, Jack Lemon was mostly showing up on um, these movies that were made by uh, were based on Neil Simon plays. So yeah. he did The Odd Couple and all that. So th- we could definitely imagine a world where Jack Lemon, you know, he does Doctor Who, and every break he shoots a movie or doesn't. Basically, it's like a steady paycheck for him. But also, what we what we imagine is that much like. What happened with Patrick Trotton is that Jack Lemmon brings a sort of levity and comedic nature to the role. He's much more of like a funny guy. And this is important because... This is a turning point later on. Yes, because we also imagine that around this point, a lot of people are watching Doctor Who, and they see this funny guy being funny and dramatic like Patrick Trotton. And so a lot of people are going to be inspired by him who are going to come back later. Um, So then a lot of people are going to be like, oh, the show used to be like sci-fi and scary now you know yeah and now funny. it's more funny and, and more light-hearted you know that, like it'll pay, believe me this will pay off later it'll be great in this universe maybe the introduction of the time lords is because like you can definitely imagine a situation where the doctor who starts off being really popular with nerds but then it shifts towards families and kids and kids really get into the jack lemon era and then the nerds are like, but we were your original audience. And so they're like, okay, here's the Doctor's original species, the Time Lords. And here they are. And basically, like, it's a turning point for the show. But now we're going to get into another turning point. Because as we get out of the 60s, we get an opposite situ- situation with Joseph Cotton. Where Jack Lemmon doesn't really want to go. Because Jack Lemmon has a regular paycheck. And throughout his later years, he was having trouble getting movies funded. And uh, he was, like, kind of wanting to get recognized. Like, there's a movie he did in 73 where it took him so long to make the movie that he actually took a massive pay cut to make the movie. It's called Save the Tiger, which eventually won him the Best Actor Oscar. So maybe in this world, either Jack Lemmon doesn't want to go or Jack Lemmon gets to a point where he's like, uh, I, you know, this is beneath me, you know, this, I, I gotta have to go talk about some of the stuff surrounding the, the, you know, the lemon era. Yeah. 
Yeah. Unless we're unless we're just going to do the rundown and then talk about what what's going to happen. Like, no, no, let's talk about the Lemon Era. You know, because you know we we kind of passed over the Cotton Era, but Lemon yeah. Era, we we I think we had some very definite things of like, you know, he brings you know they they introduce the master since the timeline is thrown off here. They introduce the master early, and Lemon is like, hey, let me bring in a friend of mine. You know, let's bring in someone we know I have good chemistry with. Let's yeah. get. Walter Matthau as the master, which is it, it, it's kind of it's stretching believability, but it's such a funny image. Well, it's, <laughs> it's also just the, it, it's also one of those things where I believe that Delgado and Pertwee were friends. Yeah, yeah. that's what that's actually one of the reasons why Pertwee no, left. You know, just like Delgado died, and he didn't have a. He was like, I can't keep doing this I without mean, Roger being here. So, so you know, you can imagine that he was just like, hey, let you know. Let's just bring in my friend, and you know, you know, maybe they get Billy Wilder to write a couple of scripts. Yeah, maybe Doctor Who becomes essentially like a stable paycheck for so many people, like 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 how the westerns in the sixties were. You know, everybody did a western. You see, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, everybody mm-hmm. did a western because that's just where the money was. Like Doctor Who is making money. That's just where the money is, and so every once in a while, every actor in Hollywood puts on a silly costume and goes a, goes to do a Doctor Who. You know, basically, it builds up. It becomes the stable performer that uh, ABC just holds on to because and it, and it becomes it becomes very much like a Star Trek situation where you know you're getting a lot of like sci-fi writers stopping in yeah. and like doing stuff. Like I think at some point in the coming years, we have like you know getting Ray Bradbury like works on the show for years and yeah they get Arthur C Clarke to do like his own thing and it ends up being like you know like a kid a time season where it's just kind of a off thing of just like they get a few episodes that are just Arthur C Clarke going sicko mode absolutely um just basically just imagine Star Trek but with a slightly bigger budget <laughs> and slightly more attention from its uh not slightly but a lot more attention from its network and again, in this universe where Doctor Who is doing well, maybe Star Trek doesn't get canceled because NBC is like, no, we gotta, we gotta have something to to bump up against Doctor Who. And you know, we um, we, we keep it going for just as long for you know to, to have the uh, to mirror the the Who. Yeah, basically, it's like we just gotta have something in this time slot that's the same vibe, so that people who don't want to watch Doctor Who can watch this. You know, like hey. It's gotta, it's gotta, we gotta compete. It's a success for some reason. But also, right after the moon landing, there's like a very large de- de- um, decrease in interest in sci fi in the sense of like the space race. We won the space race. And so slowly that, that whole hype starts to die up a little bit. Much like, uh, what was it called? Not Blake Rogers. Um, Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers, yeah, like, like it's it's those things where you you're, you're hearing about these characters like Spielberg and Lucas loved, and you've never heard of them, but then if you were to go back in time, everybody knew these characters. Everybody knew who Buck Rogers mm. and Flash Gordon were. You know, it just so happens that nobody knows where they are anymore. But <laughs> I mean, but I basic, know who Buck Rogers are. His, I mean, but... we we know who Buck Rogers <laughs> are because and Flash Gordon because we're losers. But <laughs> that's the idea. But basically, we get to the seventies. And Doctor Who is facing another turning point where they're like, we are going to lose our position of um, our, our audience are just, no, they're growing up. 
if you watch if you're watching a show when you were 10 by the time jack lemon leaves you're 20 yeah. and it's like there's no more reason for you to watch the show it's not at growing point, up at the point lemon leaves it's uh 71 yeah 71 72 around that era basically what happens is that doctor who is faced with a very tough situation which is either it forcibly evolves or it dies and because we don't want to have it die what happens is that it evolves by casting the third doctor as a black man and we chose the actor red fox so to those who don't know red fox was a wildly successful musician and stand-up comedian not, not a musician sorry he was wildly successful stand-up comedian he uh basically was known as like the king of party records like comedy albums and in the 70s he was the head he was like the the lead actor for a sitcom called Sanford and Son, a Norman Liam sitcom, which was hailed as like the beginning of the black sitcom era, you know, right before the Jeffersons and good times and all that. Uh, Sanford and Son was one of the first. And the 70s really become known as like this era where the black sitcom takes off. And so what we're doing is we're taking that and just putting it on Doctor Who. So they're like, we, we need... We need to evolve. We need to become famous. Red Fox, who apparently was really hard to know to work with. So Red Fox, let's say he doesn't, he like, they cut off his contract. They're like, we're done with you. Oh my God. This is, we just can't handle you anymore. He, and then Dr. Who comes around and says, hey, come work No, no, no. What, what you had, what you had. I have a, one oh. of your uh, oral history excerpts right here because what was you, it? Came oh. up, you came up with the whole thing. And it's, this is uh, from... This is from Norman Glear, and it's, uh, you know that science fiction show, Dart Who, or what, or whatever? Fox was under yeah. contract for Sanford, and he was getting messages from that show daily. One day, he just didn't show up at all. He got sued for it, $10 million, I think, and the next day, he was on a photo shoot with ABC executives about how, how he was going to be the next Doctor. During his tenure, Fox insisted on African cast and crew in as many stories as possible. This led to the episode Checkmate. Yep character of the master returned, now portrayed by celebrated actor Sidney Poitier. The move led to a race share of controversy. Oh, you cut off our second there. Oh. It's okay. But yeah, basically, uh, Red Fox screws Sanford and Son over to take a huge payday from ABC. Yeah. ABC is like desperate because this is like their cash cow, and they don't want to let go of this, and so they're like, we're gonna push Doctor Who into the world into the future by putting red fox as a main actor and red fox is like cool maybe he even takes a little bit of a pay cut in exchange for having more creative control over the show which is something that jack lemon and uh joseph cotton didn't have access to so during his era what happens is a lot of black actors a lot of black writers uh some of the people we mentioned is like richard Pryor. maybe he yeah. got invited to shoot an episode and he mentions the like his episode didn't go to air because it was too controversial, and censor the censorship, uh, the the standards and practices didn't accept it. Um, we have like a script editor saying that Red Fox took the show by the horn, and a lot of the cast and crew, the white cast and crew, were like, "We didn't like this because oh, he doesn't know what he's doing." But really, it's because they're kind of racist. But basically, it's like whereas Doctor Who sort of like dabbled with social justice themes and engaged with them a lot. This is basically in, in the United States, but Doctor Who is forced head on into being like, 
uh, a manifestation of uh, like the post civil rights era, the post civil rights movement era. Like this is this is like just like the black sitcoms were. Does that make sense? You can see that this is the part where where like I should have done a little bit more research, but this is just us more going like having fun and coming up with different ideas for the concept. Yeah, yeah. We um we haven't really touched on something at all, which is companions and who they'd get to slot in for companion roles and stuff. Um, I don't really think it matters that much until a later point. Which we'll get to the, in the, Doctor. the next Doctors when we, I think, really. Yeah. That's one of our main, like, sure, this person is this companion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the only one where I'm like, this is a really good pick is. Uh, the really good pick is, uh, is for the first Doctor. We're not there yet, but I think we're about to get there. So basically. We're. Um, yeah. So Red Fox. He takes the show by the horns, and it's kind of a controversial run because the show becomes really like, you know, socially active and socially conscious and all that. Um, and it kind of becomes a situation where it's like it becomes really popular, but a lot of like maybe there's um, there's a lot of controversy behind the scenes, a lot of controversy in front of the in in, in front of the scenes. That's not a thing in front of the scenes, uh, in front of the camera. Maybe there's some protests, but basically, when the time comes for Red Fox's contract to end, ABC is like, "Thank you for your work and thank you for saving our show. We don't need you anymore because now we're ending the '70s and we wanna we wanna go back to like that lighter Jack Lemon vibe, you know? We wanna go back to that idea of." You know, the doctor as being like your friend, as opposed to being like a, a warrior for in, a, a, somebody fighting against injustice across the world. So, you know, they, they decide that uh, Baker himself was already a, a, a funny guy, you know, a yeah. funny guy, a working actor. So we decided that they would go, you know, someone who, you know, like some young comedian, like a yeah. very comedic figure. Like, the next like, doctor so, somebody who's about to pop basically off. pop and in yeah. 1977 and we we realized that if we have richard Pryor sort of be a little bit involved behind the scenes it's literally a hip a, a skip hop and a jump <laughs> to robin williams who worked with richard Pryor. so the Can reason why well, what just before just before you go in it pays people like oh well you know robin williams is too much of a you know what we found before about like people just name names of like this person is popular or whatever that Tom Baker was, was literally a Golden Globe nominee yeah. going into Doctor Who so it, it, it makes sense to have Robin yeah and Williams. also I think this is right before Mork and Mindy it's we have him joining in 78 so yeah this is it, he does this instead of Mork and Mindy basically oh an alternate like, universe an alternate universe <laughs> where that uh Stupid yeah. <laughs> fucking fan film is about him getting ready for Doctor Who. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> Davros died last night, <laughs> and and somebody else that we uh, add onto the show before Robin comes on, we have the character Sarah Jane Smith. It's the same name, whatever. Yeah, it's the same name. But in this universe, <laughs> we have whatever. Who gives? Yeah, we have this. Um, 
up Morgan and coming Mindy actress. starts in 1978, so this works out yeah. perfectly. This yeah. is so he does this instead of Morgan Mindy, basically. Like basically, because Morgan was a character in Happy Days before he had his own spinoff. So maybe like the producers are watching Happy Days, and, and here's of, Robin like, Williams. This guy should get a spinoff. A, yeah. It's like this yeah. guy should be. This guy's good at playing an alien. Let's go. He should be the doctor. Yeah. Uh, we also have in the role in the position of Sarah J. Smith, somebody who was doing a lot of television roles at the time and who was again about to pop off, and that person is Sigourney Weaver. So we have Sigourney Weaver as Sarah J. Smith, and again, you have to imagine that like she's basically like, oh, I'm gonna be this for like a year, you know, I'm gonna be here for like a year, like maybe com- to be a companion in, the- in that time. In- yeah, you make you play a companion and then you go and become famous, and that's it. So Sarah Jane Smith starts uh, starts off with the third Doctor with Red Fox, and Sigourney Weaver works with Red Fox. Um, basically, uh, then the to- uh, Red's contract ends, and Robin comes around, and Robin Williams. And we don't think that Robin Williams would play the fourth Doctor exactly like Tom Baker, but there is that similar, you know, vibe of like a childish person who knows more than they know, who's sort of hopping around, who know, who's like always a little bit a, super a cosmic clown. Yeah, he's a little bit more energetic than the fourth Doctor, one might say, because he's Robin Williams. Yeah, and whereas before the show was popular, we have it that this is the moment where the show really becomes popular, like. Robin Williams is takes a show into the 80s and it just becomes a, a fucking hit again. Like it hasn't been for 20 years. Like people everybody knows what Doctor Who is. And you know how about this point we already have Star Wars, we already have Star Trek. It, they're about to do their movies. I think Star Trek's about to do their movie. Let me check. Uh just got to check when that was. Yeah, cuz so the Star Trek movie the 80s. Motion Picture 79, so maybe maybe by now, like, maybe in this universe, Star Trek went for six seasons, and then they were going to do a spin-off, but instead they did a movie because Star Wars was a success. And Star Wars being a success feeds more attention back to Doctor Who, just like like a, a rising ship, a rising tide lifts all ships, basically. But we are, we are, we are also fast approaching the downfall. Yeah, we, this is going to be a bigger downfall than it is. <laughs> in the British, because the 80s are going to suck for Doctor Who. But before that happens, there's a lot of success. Um, but as we head into the 80s, Robin Williams is doing this show, and he does it for four years, just like he did Mork and Mindy, and but then I, he goes off to be a, a, a big yeah, movie star. Famous. He doesn't do it for as long as Baker yeah. does, because... No, because he's like... Because he's I, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm huge, I can't, you know, I've got to... I've got to yeah, take... He, too. I gotta go get a bunch of Oscars and become one of the greatest comedians of all time. And that's it. That's what he does. And uh, just like how Tom Baker... But the thing is, you have to imagine that he does it for four years, but he becomes almost as iconic as Tom Baker. Not because of longevity, but because it's like the right actor at the right time hitting the right social moment. Robin Williams. Yeah, and you also have to imagine that 1979, Robin is in his first year... And everyone who was watching this show when they were kids now have kids of their own. And so it's becoming like this thing where adults are passing off to their kids and teenagers are watching it because Star Wars is a huge thing. And the show becomes more like 
blockbustery as a result to kind of compete with Star Wars. Like how, like what happened with Star Trek? Like, like how the first Star Trek movie was more like an episode of the show because it was more heady and all that. And then the second one was just like, was fucking Wrath of Khan, which is an amazing movie, but it's much more action focused than before. Without, without, I mean, I love Wrath of Khan, but it's, it, it, it's a different vibe, basically. I use the word vibe a lot today, but did you um, get it? Action movies to, you know, be like, oh, we need yeah. this to compete in this space. Yeah. But basically, Doctor Who is at a point where Doctor Who is very popular, just like it was in the UK. And Doctor Who is working as a hit. But Robin Williams is like, hey, guys, I got to go. You know, was fun. Going to go be a movie star. And ABC, again, is like, whereas before, there were moments where they didn't want to let go of this cash cow. And there were moments where they wanted to, like, let's give this one last push to try to revive this show before it dies. Now they're like, holy shit, like, this thing is the great, like, the most popular show we have. We need to do something to keep it alive. We just got to keep it alive. And they go, we're going to go for another sitcom star. But who do they go for this time? They go, they go younger. They go, they go younger. They go, they younger go gentle. Because, yeah, they, they, because they go they're like, Frankenstein. yeah, they, they go, because they're in their heads, they're like, look. If we're going to get the next Robin Williams, let's get him young and let's keep really keep our claws on him. You know, like you're not you're not going to you're going to become famous, but you're not going to go make any movies. And so they make somebody who's about to go on a sitcom who in our universe was a really popular sitcom. But in this universe, it's still it's still a popular sitcom, but it's, he's not the main character. And that person is Tad Danson. You know, he goes in and he's the youngest doctor like he is in like this is 82. So he's yeah, not even it's. it's- it's the same year as Cheer, so he's he doesn't even end up on it. They're just like, yeah, this this kid's hot. Let's let's get him before someone else does. And 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 if you're and if you're aware of like what the Fifth Doctor is like, that's the vibe we're going for. Like a young guy, maybe he plays golf just like the Fifth Doctor plays cricket. You know, maybe he's got a piece of uh, like a um, a cherry on his on his coat. You know. But he's and just if a young, you s- gentle, cool guy. If you see the yeah, Williams presumable like coke energy as the doctor. Yeah, Ted Danson is like the first hot doctor. Like Robin Williams in the eighties was fucking hot. Yes, absolutely. But Ted Danson is like the first one where the show is like he's cool and hot now. If you've seen The Good Place, then you know that like Ted Danson can play a a uh, doctor like character, like this kind of like otherworldly. But uh, outwardly friendly, while hiding some kind of uh, dark past or feelings behind him. But the thing we have with Ted is that Ted does not have a good time, and the show is really starts to struggle. And if we can get into the like a little bit of the um, like the social climate, Doctor Who is a show that really benefits from what the social climate is at the moment. In the '60s, it was because of the space race. In the '70s, it was because of the post civil rights movement. But in the 80s, it really clashes up against, you know, the Reagan revolution, the Reagan years. Uh, the, the world is becoming, America is becoming more conservative. And Doctor Who is a show that, that, be it because of its writers or because of people like Red Fox, has sort of like a, a social justice veneer through it. And so the show starts kind of like, quote unquote, betraying its past. Like it starts being more... Um, Let's just have fun, crazy adventures in space, and let's not think about all these things, you know? 
let's just be fun and cool. And whenever they do actually lead with a have a metaphor story, it's kind of icky and conservative. Um, it's like that joke that I I think Samuel Davis made that the most Tory doctor is the fifth doctor because that's just his vibe. And so the show starts to fail. The show starts to falter. And Ted Danson is let go after two years. So he gets the he gets the Colin Baker treatment where they're like, uh, kid, we had a good time. It's just not working. But now we get into the actual Colin Baker of our world. Somebody who is about to legitimately get destroyed by the show from the inside. So we're in 1984. Doctor Who... It's not really like bottom of, of the of the charts of the charts, but it's, it's getting it's, there. Yeah, it's really struggling. And they're just like, who who can we get? We need to we need to retool the show. We need to yeah. We need to get some fire into the show again. We need somebody who's like edgy. Whereas before they were like, well, I don't we need know some... that this actor's necessarily. Yeah. Well, but, in, in, <laughs> but in the sense of like, the show a needs bit... an edge. It needs. Yeah, yeah. It needs an edge. It needs somebody it... a little bit more uh, sizzling. Like we tried I hot doctor. <laughs> no, no, you you know what I mean. You know what I, I mean. This is like yeah. maybe like maybe instead of like okay, we can't do a friendly doctor anymore because Robin we need Williams can be an ass. We need an asshole doctor. Yeah, yeah, we need an asshole doctor. And so who do they go to but Charles Grodin? Uh, <laughs> But again, Charles Grodin is maybe, and I, we this is the same list that has Jack Lemmon, but Charles Grodin is maybe like the least believable pick. <laughs> like he would never do this. But at the same time, Charles Grodin is like a guy who in the 80s, he was doing like the great Muppet He's everywhere. Keeper. He's doing, yeah. He becomes this family movie guy. And maybe instead of becoming a family movie guy, he just, he's like, okay, I'll be, I'll be the doctor for two years. You know, like, why not? Like, it's Why just not? a full agreement of, like, I will not do this any longer. Yeah, I'll do I, it for two years. You give me this amount of money, I will do it, I'm in, I'm out. Yeah. And, and ultimately, ultimately, it ends that Grodin hates his tenure on the show. Absolutely. And if you think Colin Baker had it bad, Grodin has it worse. Uh, Grodin is completely, um, like, shafted by the production crew. Uh, his scripts suck. We have it that there's a moment where... Uh, Jack Lemmon gets called back to do to play like 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 how in the actual show we've got Patrick Trotton coming back and playing the two doctors. Jack Lemmon goes back, and Lemmon later says that the treatment that he and Gordon got by the show staff was like the most unprofessional set he has ever been on, and he never comes back for the show. And Gordon is a guy who's like, I don't have time for this. I'm gonna like if I'm gonna be Doctor Who, it's gonna be my Doctor Who, and he's like, I want the show to grow up. I want it to be different. He rewrites, he ad-libs, improvises. Uh, there's like a... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you you have a... Have not full, a full thing, but a, like, Grodin goes on Letterman, and Letterman's like, yeah, you're doing great on Doctor Who, and Grodin's just like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We had we had a, a oral history bit where we talk about how, like, you know how, like, when Colin Baker regenerates, the first thing he does is choke <laughs> Perry, where in our universe, he still does that, but Grodin is like, I want to choke, I want to choke Perry, like, I want to go crazy. He's like, he is doing these things that nobody has ever done with the show, uh, and he is basically taking the show and just driving it into the mud, because he's like, if you're gonna, if I'm gonna do this, it's gonna be my show. And 
ABC fires him two years later. They're like, Jesus Christ. And they put the show in a hiatus, just like it happened with uh, Doctor Who in the BBC. And they're like, this is done. It's done. It's over. No, Doctor no, Who is... We know we have a seventh hour, but in my head, what happens is that ABC is like, it's done. But just like how there was with Star Trek, where there was fan outcry, uh, there's fan outcry for Doctor Who. There's people going, oh shit, no, you can't end Doctor Who. It's fucking Doctor Who. Like, it's Doctor Who. It has to go on. And so they managed to, like, bring it back. And so they, they bring d- it back in 87. And also, uh, something else that happens is that during this era, Doctor Who becomes really pop because of Groden's work, it becomes really popular with, like, college kids. With, like the Harvard, you like you had like yeah. Conan getting really into it in this universe. Yeah, but mostly because of like he's mostly because of Groden. Yes, yeah, Groden is like he kind of brings that alt edge. It's it, it's very to. much it's very much the Colin Baker you know like reclamation of just like a bunch of comedy guys, like a bunch of like people. This is kind of interesting. Yeah. People it be sucks, like, but this is, you know, there's something here. There's something amazing about the way he just refuses to be this character that America has grown in love with. And so, Doctor Who ends, but ABC is pushed to bring it back. Sorry, to bring it back. And they're like, Jesus Christ, we're going to play it as safe as possible. And we're going to get someone funny. We're going to get we're gonna like, get somebody funny. We're going to get somebody inoffensive. We're going to get somebody who's people are going to watch this guy and they're going to fall in love with this guy. And, and they're going to be like th- someone people know they love just like, you know. Yeah. And who they look at TV and they look at Saturday Night Live, who recently just had its 85, 84, 85 season, which was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was a season where. They brought on a bunch of like already popular people to try to revive the show. Yeah, that's the the ringer season. Yeah, the yeah. crystal and the whatever season. So who do they bring? Who do they see in that show but Martin Short? And Martin Short, I love Martin Short. We all love but Martin. Martin Short. I, I, I every all of us here love Martin Short. And Martin Short kind of has that Sylvester McCoy. I'm a little stinker vibe. I, I'm I'm a little like. Short and he's short, which is <laughs> which is another reason we another reason we picked him. But may, but I feel like ABC sees in Martin Short like a safe bet. But Martin Short is also a guy who's like, if I'm gonna do this role, you know, I'm a showman, you know? Like his doctor sings, his doctor dances, his doctor does characters, does voices. It's the closest the show gets to a Robin Williams like person who just makes the role his just make the role like I'm just Martin Short, but they call me the doctor, basically. And it's also it a situation where he's just, it's similar to the Lemon situation and also just being the 80s and ABC is desperately trying to keep this show alive. They're just like, yeah, all right, we're going to throw guest stars at this show. Absolutely. Yeah. Like they they throw who who we'd have that like they Steve, throw Martin. Steve Martin was the master. Yeah. Like, Steve Master is the like, master. Like who you, I think the. Go ahead. Uh, gets all of the TV buddies in, like yeah, yeah. like John Candy is in it. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara. Like lots of people are sh- like showing up for episodes. It's just like desperately be- being like, watch the show, watch the show, please. Look who the we funny have thing this is, week. Because, beca- beca- uh, because because this era is kind of 
under not a lot of people are looking at it, they kind of managed to get away with a lot of deeper stuff, including a version of the Cardinal Master Plan starts happening. Like like how like how in our universe the Cardinal <laughs> Master Plan was an attempt to bring back some mystery to the Doctor. The same thing happens here, except they're like. What if we just make the doctor like like let's try to get those freaking nerds who brought our show back to really really like watch the show by adding some lore because that always works like they want to add some lore to the show and Martin Short we also have it that Martin Short like makes a whole career off the con circuit like Martin Short loves being the doctor he just loves being the doctor yeah. he adores it and he he'll put on the costume for anything he'll do it. He just loves it because, like, whenever he shows up on SNL afterwards, he's always does yeah, one yeah. Doctor sketch. And people love him. Like that's the thing. He's not he's not as successful as Robin, but just like Seven, people look at him and he's like, I love this guy. And he manages to get in some really good dramatic moments because you look at him and you underestimate him immediately, and you think like he's just a little clown, and then he manages to really like tug at your heartstrings. But unfortunately. He's not as successful as they want to be. And so in 88 or 89, the show is canceled. And they're like, I'm sorry, it's over. Like, the time is over. The show has been on for, by now, almost 25 years. It's just, it's just, it's gotta end. You know? Like, it's gotta end. Maybe. You've had a good run, yeah. but you just. Maybe, like. Get out. There's, there's, yeah. maybe we can even have, like, um. Like the Simpsons make fun of Doctor Who about how it's been on for so long, and that's a moment where the producers go like, "That's it, like we're a joke, we're, we're a, we are a joke," which is kind of like what Doctor Who became, a bit of a like just a punchline. Like this happens too in our universe, but because Americans are Americans, it becomes even more of a punchline. So, but what 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 happened? What the important the so you know the wilderness years happen, but there's not yeah, nearly as much. Of, yeah, you know because of the yeah. copy, undertow the way copyright works. There's not we don't have we we don't have big downtime. Finish. We, don't have, we, we don't have that. Yeah, yeah, or any or any novelizations or anything that just doesn't. But what yes. does happen is in the '90s, ABC is acquired by a little mouse by the Walt Disney Company. And here I have to call for a little bit of a break because I need some water. After these messages, exterminate. We'll be right back. Welcome to Doctor Who Archives. I'm Chuck Sullivan, writer and founder of Aiden Aid Wow News, and I'm here today to take you through Doctor Who Archives. All archival footage, behind-the-scenes clips, the works, 
We're going to start today with a, a little, little interview given by Red Fox after his departure from the show when he's asked if he'll, he'll ever come back to playing the role of a doctor. No, I think television's true with me. I've been away from television two or three years, and no one's called me to do anything. I guess they think Red is dead. No one gives me that buzz, you know, so I just work here in the clubs because a lot of actors can't go in a nightclub and do an hour, hour and a half alone, but I can. And now here is an interview with Martin Short on Letterman asking if uh, the show is coming back. Of course, the show didn't come back after this, but Martin never gave up the role of Doctor, no matter what. Are you going to be on the, the show this fall, coming back for another season? I don't know. I, it, there's a lot of... Uh... A lot of what? Let's straighten it out right here. What's <laughs> a lot of what? There's a lot of things that aren't... Uh, I don't know. You know, are, are you going to be here three years from now, let's say? Oh, Jesus. Four I... years from now, will you be behind this desk? But I'm not saying four years. I'm just saying next fall the show will be back on and everybody will want to see you. Now, you, are you going to be there? Depends on the money. Well... <laughs> No, no, that's not true. No, I, I actually, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who's involved in uh, the cast. You know, I yeah. mean, uh, other in... other circumstances, and yeah. Well, I hope it works out, and I know that everybody who enjoys your work hope it works out, and, uh, and it, it uh, would be a shame if there was a show that you weren't on. What a nice, uh, yeah, nice thing Yeah, but that didn't sound say. right, did it? No, well, but you know what I'm saying. From the heart, it was beautiful. All right. Yeah. Uh, have have a good summer. Thank you. And this has been the Doctor Who Archives. Some travels. This is your favorite member of PodTour Who Cast, the PodTour Who Cast robot. Talking to you from the ad break to let you know we will be releasing a PDF containing the original conversation that sparked this episode in the coming days. Now back to the show. I think you're frightened for really no reason. There are no weird creatures from outer space in the Disney Studios. Come on, guys. Come on. Don't be frightened. Great. Hello, I'm Michael Eisner. So, welcome to part two, um, where we were where we left off with Martin Short and the end of the show, um, and we we teased with- the arrival of a certain tall. Oh. Kind kind of imposing businessman who likes to say hello and owns Portsmouth Football Club. That's right, Michael Eisner. 
Um, uh, imagine a wonderful world of Disney where, like, Michael Eisner walks out of the TARDIS. He's like, "Hello, hello." <laughs> welcome okay. to the magical world of the TARDIS. Hello. Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> you would absolutely do that, and I would love it. And I would, I would, I would play that clip a thousand times over and over. Um, okay, but, but yeah, yeah, okay. So we get so, into the nineties. Get into the nineties. Um, shows whatever. Uh. And something then happens in 1966. 1966, 1966 car. Um, 1966, 1996 car. 1996, uh, February 1996, the Disney Corporation acquires ABC and all its holdings. Yeah, but before that, before that, there's like a bunch of factors that we need to just bring yeah. up real quick. Ye
Yeah, it's, and we're not gonna it, yeah. bring back the TV people because they're TV people. We yeah, need, and, and, and also it's too confusing for new audiences to have this whole show be bogged down by, you know, Martin. Like, Short who are the Time in. Lords? Who is this? Yeah. Uh, who, who why is Martin, is Martin Short? Short? Like, like the, he, he, yeah, yeah, none of that. Yeah. So basically, yeah, they, so thankfully we don't yeah. have like Martin Short getting gunned down in a gang like execution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what we do have is we have. Okay, so we didn't really set on a director, but I'm saying no, I'm we, did. we did, we did, we did. Did we? But, 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 uh, did, I, I, okay. Well, maybe we did. you can. We, we had an idea. Yeah. We had an idea. We had it an idea might for be a little an unrealistic, but the, the, the thing we set up first is that when it came time for, Eisner is like, I want a movie, and it's like, who do I get to write this movie? And he goes, who is doing the best sci-fi right now? And it's the X Files. And so but who does he get? That's a TV, though. That's what we have for, t- for the TV. No, 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 no. But it's the movie first, remember? Yeah, I know. But we had we had that idea for the TV show after the movie was they got those two. No, no, no. no, no. They got for the, the, one who for the come movie. With the, the one who come yeah. with, like, the... They're like, okay. hey, we can write the movie. Yeah. So basically, we have James Wong and Glenn Morgan from X-Files being like, we can write the Doctor Who movie. Because just like how they... X Files was kind of inspired by Kolchak. We kind of have it that Doctor Who is a bit of an influence on the X Files too, because it's a big sci-fi show from the sixties. Um, but basically, James Wong and Glenn, Glenn Morgan, who were working on the X Files, they were writers for the X Files. They come in, they pitch, and Eisner likes their pitch and buys it, and they're, they're, he, Eisner's like, "Make me a movie," but but he's only he's like freedom you guys can do whatever you want i just need this to be a hit and i need this to get, grab attention so oh, yeah. no I time mean, wars no martin that. short you gotta like this is doctor who for the 90s and yeah, what do they do they Nathan, well, what do they do they they hire they they so at this time there there's a there's a very influential sci-fi director who's going through a real fallow period right now yeah and so they ask him, and it just so happens that he was a fan of Doctor Who in the 60s when it first started. And he liked it because it was scary and it influenced him in some ways. They hire beloved horror icon John Carpenter. Absolutely. We, we, I think it's David who said that, like, it totally makes sense that John Carpenter would like like the '60s Doctor Who when he was a little bit more yeah, grown I, up and he, scary. Yeah, yeah and, and he, he hates uh, he hates the, fifth, the fourth Doctor. No, you you had him of, hating Lemon. He's like he turned it into a class. He turned it. Oh, yeah. oh no, yeah, he hates Lemon. He hates Lemon, and he he. I think we said something about Gruden as well. But yeah, he he, He's immediately he takes like, as well because all right, he, fine, but it's gonna be yeah scary. It's gonna be it's gonna, it's be, gonna be scary. It's gonna be well, I it's gonna be what I remember the show being when I was. And Disney's show. just like, yeah, um, sure, whatever. But yeah, also, like, sure, like, guys, there's just like, whatever you do, I'll let you do it on budget, like, just, yeah. on budget, on budget, on, budget. on um, time, and, Christmas. You know, like yeah. get it out by Christmas. And then, in terms of actor, um, so '96, we're two years out of this kind of big independent movie that kind of shook Hollywood to its core. Um, and there's an actor in that that they they see and they're like we should probably like reach out to this person, um, and so the doctor is played by uh, the one only Uma Thurman. Yes. Who, so who, yes. The, in yeah. this universe, the choice is 
Batman and Robin offers her the role, and Doctor Who offers her the role. It's between those two. And, and the Doctor, Doctor Who's Who, just like, like, you can wear whatever you want, you get to be smart, you get to be cool. You don't have to wear a Lycra suit, which is kind of like the selling point for her. You know, you're the lead, you're not, like, the secondary villain of the movie. You're not playing second fiddle to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So, and so she says, yeah, I'll do it. I'll go do ahead. No, I'm saying no. I'm saying like I'm saying that she says like yeah, I'll do, I'll, I'll take Doctor Who. I won't do, yeah, this Batman but, but, nonsense. But also something that's important is that Uma Thurman is hired because they're like, if we make it a female Doctor, it's gonna grasp some attention, you know? Like, yeah, it's gonna. It's, grab it's, a- it's, it's that it's that quadrant of like we we need to get little girls to buy toys. Yeah. And it and it, and it, it fixes like like you can definitely see Eisner being like, well, this show is really popular with guys, but I want to bring girls too. He wants it to be a four quadrant hit. Yeah, a hit. Yeah. And so in 1996, we get a theatrical Doctor Who movie starring. It's, it's a Thurman. Christmas release, probably. Yeah. It's a Christmas yeah. movie. Like they've, they've rushed it out. They've rushed it out. It's it's very like not low budget, but it's very like low special effects. It's just like. They got this out as quick as they could. It's a lot of it's practical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but and it because we, do we have it as a hit? I think we had it as like I think not we like, have it as a minor hit because it got a season. Yeah. It got that season that Fox yeah. always yeah. wanted to. Yeah. It got one season TV sh- a one season TV show because it's a hit, and then they do the TV show, and the TV show immediately bombs. Yeah. And Isaac's like. Nah, this is too much. Not, like, no I'm much. not gonna hold. Like, we're we're paying up the wazoo for Uma Thurman for a TV show that's not giving me the numbers. No, but what what, what does happen is that you know at, at the Disney parks there there is a there is a Doctor Who presence at the parks now. Yeah, like, there's, a, think, there's a there's a Doctor I, I, Who I ride think in this universe. Like, it, Innoventions like gets turned into a TARDIS experience. Absolutely, absolutely. The Doctor hosts Innoventions, and so for like five seven years, there's just. 1960, 1996, Uma Thurman footage she shot for Epcot or something. Like, like the, yeah. it's just there for seven years and never changed it. But something we do say yeah. is that while, while the show does get canceled, this opens up the floodgate for like books and comics. And again, we don't get big finish, but we yeah, do we, get like, 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 in a, like the, the comic books happen. Like how the yeah. Star Wars got to spend a universe that kept it alive between the original trilogy and, and the prequels. Like, we get like, video Eisner's games. Like, like, Eisner's like, yeah, sure, you can, like, you, you can make comic books, you can write books, just don't don't try and do anything just, else. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, 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 that just keeps, like, that cycle keeps going and going and going. What does happen... Uh, in, hold on, I'll be back, so just keep it going. <laughs> okay. Um, what does happen in that cycle is that, similar to our universe, um, you know, there's a big movie based on a Disney ride that happens, and that's Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of Black Pearl. That happens in 2003. That's a big hit. You know, Disney are like, Disney are just, they're so, they're so thrilled. And then the star of Pirates of the Caribbean, Johnny Depp, says, look, I'm a huge fan of this, the show you had, Doctor Who. Yeah. I this for you. Could you do this for me? I'll do a Doctor Who movie for you. I'm like that, that's my like, like the same way that you want to do the dark, like the Dark Shadows movie off the ground. He's like, let me do a Doctor Who movie. Yeah, like he and signs. Like, yeah. He signs um, instead of the, uh, the 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 pirate sequel, 
sequels. He's like, I do the first Pirates, you, you give me Doctor Who. Or, or maybe like, I did, pi- I did Pirates, give me Doctor Who, and I'll do more Pirates, basically. Yeah, but then Doctor Who becomes a hit. That he's like, I'll, I'll do Doctor Who instead. Um, he brings Gore Verbinski in to direct mm-hmm. uh, Doctor... It's called Doctor Who. It comes out in 2005. Gore directs. It's written by Joss Whedon and Mark Frost. Um, I'm not sure. We didn't really say whether it was the the and is in they both they both work on it or if like Whedon rewrites Frost script or something. I don't know. Obviously, Danny Elfman does a score because it was 2005. Danny Elfman does a score, so we had like we had basically it's the same kind of basic arc of the first series, only it's in like a movie form. Um, so the Daleks are the villains, obviously. Um, you have Rose, you have Mickey, you have Jackie, and you have Captain Jack, um, and they're all like they're all in play. So we had like we have you know Johnny Depp's going to play the Doctor, um, Bryce Dallas Howard's going to play Rose mm-hmm. because that like she's she, she's come off the village at this point, isn't she? So she's like she's like kind of like she's like this bright new thing. Obviously, Ron Howard's uh, around as well. Um, we had Mackay Pfeiffer as Mickey. Um, Meg Ryan as Jackie, coming off of Indica. So you know she's she's had a, a bit. I don't know. She no. I, well, no. She wouldn't. It wouldn't have been a Renaissance planner. Um. Yeah. So we have Meg Ryan as Jackie. Um. We have we settled on that instead of being American, Captain Jack will be British. Yeah, which is really good. <laughs> yeah. So we said like we, we said similar to our our own fancast. We said like Chiritella Asia Four would just be. Captain Jack in this one as well. Mm-hmm. And then we had Andy Circus as the voice of the Daleks, which I'm still not sure about, but I think that's probably the closest we'll get to. It's, it's just a funny idea that he would go yeah. from, he would voice the Daleks. Um, and that's a hit. That's a big hit for them. Although, that's like, yeah. although it would be, it would make sense if in this universe, the voice of the Daleks was just Nick Briggs. He crossed over to yeah. this universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> no, it's it's our universe as Nick Briggs. He 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 can like transcend yeah. between. It's always going to be Nick Briggs. It's <laughs> always um, that's that's a big hit. And then so they're like quick quickly get get a sequel and turn around. Yeah. We gotta get our sequel going. Um, and so they 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 keep they keep Gore Verbinski on as director, and they keep. Joss Whedon writing it. We had we had John Logan down as as written as well, but I'm not quite sure. Um, and Danny Elfman does a score again. So they had basically oh, the same cast. Sorry, go ahead. Era. No, I I, I I just got back. We're we're into the Depp era now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're on. T- we're, so I'm saying we were saying that like we got into a quick turnaround because first one's such a hit. They're like, okay, quickly get a get a sequel in development. Um. So they have Doctor Who two, which Rise of the Cybermen. Yeah. We had it coming up the next year, but I don't know if, if it'd be that quick of a turnaround. No, it probably would um, be like a back to back thing where they would shoot yeah. two and three back to back, like how they shot the pirates. Yeah. So they have, um, so yes, Doctor Who 2, Rose of Cybermen, uh, Depp, uh, Bryce Alice Howard, and Mackay Pfeiffer are all back as Dr. Rose and Mickey. As uh, Pete Tyler, you have Clive Owen. Um, as John Lumick, you have Patrick Stewart. From beyond the grave. And we had, as like, as a Cyberman, maybe it would be all the Cybermen, we had Doug Jones 
in the suit. Um, that just feels like a natural kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe you have Daleks in there as well, but I think that's a bit too much of an overkill even yeah. for them at that point. Yeah. Um, but that that is that's also you know they see this happen and it's another big hit as well, and they're like, okay, this is this is us now. This is a, the Doctor Who is officially. It's a success again. Yeah, Doctor it's, Who it's, becomes it's, their yeah. pirate. Pirates. Yeah, it, it, it becomes, becomes their pirates. Thing. It becomes ultimately their Marvel universe about a decade early. Maybe not quite, but you know, mm. like five years yeah. ahead of time. This is just like yeah. Disney's like, oh, we have what could be the biggest franchise ever. And so they're immediately like putting more into production. They're like, all right, we're gonna just like get a couple different directors and we're Push him out. Yeah, we're we're, yeah. we're gonna. Uh, it become again. It happened. What happens to it is what happens to pirates, where they're shooting these back to back. I mean, you can even imagine that in this universe, pirates of the Caribbean, like Captain Jack, becomes sure, like the, a, first pir- uh, the first pirates is what makes them go. It, it gets checked. Yeah, I love this Doctor Who show growing up. Could I, you know, instead of making a pirates depth like. I like Doctor Who. You have Doctor Who. Pirates was a big moneymaker. Let's do Doctor Who. Yeah, I, I think in this universe, like, the two pirate sequels aren't directed by Verbinski, and, like, Orlando Bloom becomes sort of the main character as opposed yeah. to... Like, Jack just <laughs> yeah. dis- disappears from the pirate or, movie. Yeah, yeah, or he comes back in the third one as, like, a cameo or something. Like, he... Yeah. You know, and maybe that leads to them failing, and so they... They end the Pirates franchise while Doctor Who continues to take off. And, but like, yeah, like so, the, the next three years are just like Doctor Who's like in like every year there's a new Doctor Who. It becomes a Harry Potter in a way. Yeah. But they like they 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 figured out like if we just hire for a director for these next couple, we can just get them like going one after another. Yeah. Yeah, it it'd be quick, quick, quick. And so what happens is And like Death starts Who's getting three. burned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, we get to Doctor Who three, which Last of the Time Lords, which Gore doesn't direct, it, and then he uh, gets, Johnny, Johnny Depp's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he, he get he gets he's like, I need like my friend Tim is looking for work. Could you give me? Could you give him the next one? Yeah. So Tim Burton directs. John August writes. Danny Elfman does a score again. Um, but at, in the meantime, me Bryce Ellis Howard maybe in the, the previous ones like listen. I've done the two of these. I'm exhausted already. Can I just like, can I just may not do the next one. Um, they probably write up Mackay Pfeiffer as well. Yeah. Maybe they write up both of them because they both, they're both like, listen, we've done two now. Um, we're, we're getting like more prestigious roles, or whatever. We'd like to go off and explore like, these roles instead. So they have Johnny Depp still as Marth. We've we been in Martha played by uh, Rosario Dawson. And then we have the, the master yeah. to, to combat the, uh, you know, yeah, the, 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 the depth energy of the doctor. They, uh, uh, against him, they cast Viggo Mortensen as a, you know, just a. It's like the Sims, the, the Sims dot master. Yeah. And um, as Jan as well, they have Christopher Lee and then because we have Captain it's, Jack it's a well. depth problem. Yeah. Yeah. And the Captain Jack comes back in, maybe because which, like, like, imagine Christopher have... Lee doing the master. 
the master reborn. But yeah, they're like, okay, we don't have Rose and Mickey. We need someone in who's been in this before to kind of just in case there's any kind of jitters. So they bring uh, they bring Chirital Ejura back in as Captain Jack. Yeah. So there's like there's still another anchor, and that's good. That that, that does well. Maybe what happens, like what could happen is, you know, the first two movies are part of one deal, and then they're like, all right, we need more. Let's make another deal. And then Johnny cost Dev costs so much money that they, you know. They dump Bryce Dallas Howard and Mickey Pfeiffer. Like maybe Bryce Dallas Howard already dies at the end of two, and they dump Mickey and Jackie and all that. They're like, we're gonna start over because we <laughs> these are costing too much money, and so they settle on like a back to back with two different directors, and Depp is out at the end of the fourth one. So just like how, um, like they, maybe they announce it, and just like how we had that long build until. Tenon actually left between Tenon announcing he left, and there was like a year, almost like a year and a half before he actually left. We have the same thing where so we see- so so we in our you know this universe our just doesn't cut- end up happening. You're cutting off. Say that again. So in 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 this universe, like are the the well, I guess in this universe, for, go diverging from the document that David typed up. Uh, you know. Journey's End doesn't happen. No, no. What I'm saying is that, like... It does, but not... It, it does, but Journey's End... Because we have Journey's End and The End of Time being two separate movies. But what happens is that, like, maybe... Maybe those are the back-to-back movies. They're the and, ones that are like, all right, you can have, you can, you can get out after this, Johnny. Like, yeah, he, like this yeah. is this is the last, this is the end. And by the time Journey's End comes out, you can still have that thing where we know that he's leaving, and it's kind like, of a Journey's twist. End, just, yeah, they do, like, the... He will knock four times. Shit. Yeah, they fake out and all that. Yeah. Uh, we have Journey's End being directed by Sa- Sam Raimi, which, which I I guess that's off of like Spider Man Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah I well yeah because we yeah we have him we have him directing. We have John. It's still a John August script, but Ivan and Sam Raimi still contribute, and Danny Elfman still works there because Danny Elfman is Raimi's guy as well. I'm back. Um, they get Meg Ryan back. They get making. Like, yep. Bryce Dallas Howard back in like yeah. a much smaller role. They're just like yeah. she's like I'll film yeah. for you for like a week. But what they do also do is they get Kristen Wiig to play Donna. Um, I think we we like, we figured this was off SNL as well, but I'm not quite sure. Maybe not um, SNL, but yeah, like they she they they find I don't know what. what like that, that kind of is one where we, we're, I think we're kind of we we didn't figure out a good Donna and Kristen Wiig seems yeah. like a good fit, but at the same time I don't I, I don't it know like two thousand eight seems early for Kristen Wiig yeah it does yeah. it seems very early for Kristen Wiig yeah like like who's who's someone funny in two thousand eight maybe Maya Rudolph ooh that is interesting or especially yeah, with Maya short having a doctor it's just like do they are they like is there like a real thing of just like oh, this yeah. would be a good idea of the show? Like, let's get someone yeah. who's hot now on SNL. Maybe we'll have that same like. I feel like for the spark. Donna character, for the Donna character of somebody who like talks back to the doctor, Maya Rudolph is just a better fit than Don from the Kristen Wig. Yeah. Like Maya Rudolph absolutely would be that. Yeah. Would do that Donna thing of like you just you just want two mates like. Yeah. Like, so we have we have her as as Donna. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we still have Mar- Rosario Dawson as Martha. As Davros, we have uh, Willem Dafoe. Which I love. We have yeah. Willem Dafoe just playing <laughs> Davros as a real fucking sicko. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, we still we have Andy Serkis still doing the voice of the Daleks. Um, we have, yeah, we have, yeah, and then we also, as a nod to the original era, we have Sigourney Weaver coming back in as Sarah Jane. Yeah, and we, um, also, we, yeah, for like a cameo, you know. Yeah, and then and of then course, have, because yeah. it's a Sam Raimi movie, we have yeah. Bruce we Campbell. have Bruce Campbell showing up, and he's the one who gives Martha the Osterhagen key. Yeah, it's the Osterhagen key, Martha. That's that's. That's Bruce little, I can't wait to do. <laughs> I, to I know do now that end. I'm imagining Bruce Gamble as the Brigadier, which would I mean the timelines don't it, add it up. It doesn't add up, it, I know, but like it, yeah. Bruce Gamble shows up as the new head of unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's like he, I'm the new yeah, brigadier. And, yeah. Yeah, and he gives her the, the key. And then yeah, so they do it back to back, and just to make it easier, they get Tim Burton and they do end of time again. But he's working off a script. The um, John August. Now we had we have David S. Go- I think David S. Goyer writing it does make sense as well. Yeah, because I'm not too sure about Nolan. Jonathan Nolan. Jonathan Nolan doesn't David make sense. No one yeah. mostly makes sense, makes sense after this point. After like he has like Inception. Like, no, but to, but but to me, the reason why Goyer makes total sense is because I imagine Goyer oh, is like. Really- no, no. I imagine they're they're, they're kind of like. You know, we're going into a new era of Doctor Who and we need a new vibe. And Goyer comes in and he's like, I got the perfect like new vibe for you. And so this is less of like John August writes the first script and then Goyer comes in to like plant the seeds for the next era of Doctor Who. Yeah. And at this point, like they're trying to find, you know, Depp's like, I'm out. And they're, they're you know, they're like, OK, who do we who do we get? We Let's let's get someone like Young. Let's find someone who's kind of an unknown and will make him famous. Yeah, right no. now, right now Disney yeah, so is about to get into like the 2010. So Bob Iger is like, if whoever this next doctor is, we're never gonna let go of this guy. Like I mean, we're gonna know, have like, 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 like he needs to be young and hot and unknown, so like we can just have him. He, he, they need a Tom yeah. Holland essentially. Like they're gonna make yeah. him a and star. So, you know, they're you know they're they're looking at people on TV, and there's there's this. Guy Guy who's you know doing really big on the show, you know, like doing really but good on network TV, like playing a nerdy, likable lead, you know, with a you know a sci-fi bent to it, and they're like, "This guy's interesting. He's got a good energy. Let's call him in." And uh, what's important is also that he has a different energy than Johnny, while also keeping yeah. that like you know he's he's kind he's, of a, he's cute and he's not and he's he's, he's pretty, got a nerdy vibe. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's more chill. Um, he's more chill than Johnny Depp. Yeah, but w- what we also have before that is we have um, obviously of Donna Maya Rudolph as Donna. We had Jack Nicholson down as Wilf, which it would have been his like, one of his final roles. But I'm, I again, I that's kind of just just like who I I, I make my yeah. argument that Wilf would and should be like Dick Van Dyke. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wolf is Dick Van Dyke. Okay. Dick, Dick Van Dyke is Wolf. Um, we have. Okay, so I think in my head, kind of this, the villain is more. Uh, we had the master, but the master and the doctor team up to fight Rassilon, as is kind of the thing at the time. And coming off, he just won the Oscar for Milk. So they have they have Sean Penn play Rassilon because yeah. there's like he's, uh, he's 
Cock uh, butts right now. A doctor he... movie with Sean Penn and Johnny Depp, and it would be so deeply cursed. I know. It would. <laughs> it would be cursed. Well, it's it 2009, horrible. and they don't know. <laughs> Something that we should know, by the way, that's really important, is that eagle-eyed viewers might have noticed that there's no Christopher Elkelson situation. You know, Johnny Depp comes yeah. in 2005, and he stays until 2009. He 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 lives the entire tenant era. He's he's the ninth doctor, but in our version, the ninth doctor and the tenth doctor are sort of combined, which is why it doesn't yeah. make sense that the next movie we have it typed that as the eleventh hour. It should be the tenth hour. It will be the tenth. It'll be the tenth hour. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah, and obviously Vigo is back as a master as well. Um. But yeah, at the end, Johnny regenerates into the fresh faced. Uber Christian, that is Zachary Le- uh, Levi. Is it Levi or Levi? Levi but uh, uh, we didn't okay. know he was. Super. He he, re- he, re- he regenerates into the fresh into the fresh faced Uber Christian, Zachary Levi, and that's the new era of Doctor Who. It's like charting, okay, after like three seasons, like also something that's that another reason why Zachary Levi would be a good pick is because in 2010 he was voicing a Disney character. Like Flynn Rider. He was doing voice with Flynn Rider. So I imagine it was like just a very easy for them being like, hey, Zachary, can you just come here and stand in front of this camera, put on this costume? Oh, great. Perfect. You're the next doctor. Yeah. And, and he's like, it, it, it did that around the time yeah. when like he was real. And by this point, he, he already had like his nerd HQ, like Comic Con thing going on. Like he was very much like. He, he was about to host the Spike Video Game Awards, which is. That that is the the nerd crown. <laughs> like and like he, at this at this point because 2011 he definitely was, but like he would he would be like across the street from Comic Con doing like his own little like Comic Con thing for people who couldn't afford Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and maybe like, the, um, this guy yeah. like right in the right in the public eye is you know someone nerdy. He's he's not too big, but you know like he's like a big old Doctor Who fan. Like he'll show up to stuff like. Dressed as Martin Short. Absolutely. He does the, the Andrew Garfield thing that Andrew Garfield did when he became Spider-Man, where he went to a panel, dressed as Spider-Man, and took off his mask, and he was like, I'm so excited to be this role. But but then he does this as the Doctor. Like, he's wearing a Robin Williams mask, and he takes it off. You know? Yeah. So we get to um, 2010. And, 2010. And by now... What we're doing, well, like Nathan said, this is like Marvel, but 10 years earlier. So at this point, not quite 10 years, but it's at least like got a five year head start. So at this point, though, like it's like in the full Marvel machine. Like they they have a machine. They have like plans. They're announcing these movies in advance, you know, like they're 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 just like constantly like at this point, it's different directors. It's different teams like making these movies back to back. Or if it's not back-to-back directors, then they've got different directors doing different movies, and they're immediately in production. Like maybe no, in like, this universe, maybe in this universe, Marvel still happens, but you not. Know? It doesn't become like Marvel happens, but Doctor Who is like the primary like franchise. I, I think what world. happens. Yeah. No, I think what happens is this: Doctor Who becomes Marvel. Marvel becomes Star Wars, and Star Wars does not get bought by Disney because it's they not, have their because, own. Because they Marvel, have Disney it, doesn't need Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, Disney yeah, now has Doctor have, Who. Yeah, and they have, they have. I'm going to petition that it's called Doctor Who: The Big Bang now instead of Doctor Who: The Eleventh Doctor Hour. Who: The Big Bang is much better. You're right. Yeah, 
Um, it's directed by J.J. Abrams, um, just because it makes sense. It's written by then by um, Roberto Orki and Alex Kurtzman, uh, working off a, a Goyer first draft, whatever. Yeah. And um, there, there's Daniel a couple Finn? of things in this document yeah. that I added later because I do not remember the casting. I don't know. I think I was. I just, I was just vibe. Yeah. Okay. Look, the last two names you're going to see in this document for the cast disregard because there is me, there is me playing around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see one, Paul G. Mackey is a uh, Santara. I, I kind of dig that. <laughs> I was Santara. <laughs> Freaking doctor. <laughs> Do you understand me? A Santara is really hard. I, I can't feel really Paul G. Mackey. He'd be so into it as well. He, he'd be like, he'd be just like having a time of his life, I'd say. Um, we still have but, Danny Elfman scoring, which I think is just residual Murray Goldism on our part. But um, and then you know, I think you and I think someone, some of us had a disagreement on who maybe would be. But I think the one thing I immediately clocked in on was, in this universe, Rory is absolutely Sebastian Stan. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely. He has the Rory vibe. <laughs> he is the Rory vibe. <laughs> he is the Rory. And it, like, um, it, it's, we it's have... the... Oh, you cut off for a second. Winter Soldier, like like Captain America, it's the same time as Captain America would be happening. So instead of him getting like Bucky and Captain America, like he gets Rory, and that's just like it's a big deal for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have then have okay, we have Zachary Levy, the Doctor. As Amy, we had Alison Brie. Which, I'm, I'm not sure so much about it, because yeah. this would be, what, season two of Community? This, yeah, this who is two ha- into Community. Who, the, the person I suggested was Brie Larson, because she's, like, 1920 at the time. It's, like, she's young. She's, you know, like, someone who could just be, like... She's already coming off a couple of stuff. She hasn't hit Pilgrim yet. Brie Larson but makes sense. In the consciousness. Yeah, Brie Larson. She's, all, she's so a Brie little Larson, young, yeah. but... She, like Brie Larson or Mackenzie Davis, somewhere in there of like this unknown who's about to bl- like could blow up in the next couple of years. They just blow up here. I would I would say yeah. either Brie Larson or Hayden Pan- Panettiere. Hayden Panettiere kind of does make sense because like she's coming off heroes. heroes. Yeah, yeah. And she's um, kind of got like yeah. that feisty uh, Karen Gillian thing going for yeah. her. And then, um, as yeah, River, River Song, we have we 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 are we're we're going back into real history, and we are taking the Kate Winslet's River thing from real history and making it into history yeah. here. So we have Kate Winslet's River, which may, I think makes sense. Um, and then we have okay, so we have Daleks down as villains again. Why did we have which, dogs? Very good question. Think, Don't know. They're not really a, it was, yeah. a thing in like series five either. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's just that there's no real like standout villain series five to use. Um, the big thing here that you could like maybe expand on is the Dream Lord. Yeah, who, who I have oh. down is Adam Sandler, which I love. Um, which I love. Yeah, it's such a different just, energy yeah. from Zachary <laughs> Levi that it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zachary is. And it's, and it's one of those things, doctors. <laughs> it's one of those things where he like he's trying like a semi like. Stories where he's working with Disney, like he's trying to do something out of the Happy Madison thing, maybe. 
and by this time he was working he in the real world he was working with disney around this yeah, time th- that's like, yeah. the right time bedtime stories and stuff yeah so yeah it, it, it kind of comes across it's like i imagine because we have jj abrams directing this i imagine jj abrams is like i don't know like i uh, he was really good and rain over me like he can do this and it's, and it's a bad like, act- and they're just like what if we had a an uh an evil doctor yeah, and have Adam Sandler yeah. kind of play it as like a like a child, basically, like a, a grown up, one might say. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's a dream lord. He's telling some bedtime stories. Yeah, absolutely. It could, could just be like like this universe is Valdir kind of thing, where they're just like, yeah, it's like it's like a basically another evil. I, I mean, honestly, if we wanted to get evil Zachary Levi, it would just be Jimmy Fallon. But <laughs> I mean, it would be. But <laughs> but Adam Sandler is better because Adam Sandler is just is better than Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> uh, and so we followed up with it's just we just have it called Doctor Who. I think I was going for the for the Fast and Furious kind of thing, right. like you know, Doctor like, and Who. Um, yeah, uh, JJ's back as our Orky and Kau- and Kurtzman, and we have Charlie Kaufman down as doing a pass, and I think that's just because that's in his ears where he's just doing passes on script. Right, and it, it, it's like, it's like the Kung same store, it's the same cast, basically. Also, also um, because it's the silence and it's that kind of like freaky, like makes no Stephen Moffat thing. It makes sense for Charlie Kaufman to be like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll, yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll just do. put a little. Little Charlie yeah, Kaufman so we have, in this. So it's it's basically the same kind of plot as um series six. So we have Kovarian and the Silence trying to get the Doctor. We have Kate Blanchett down as Kovarian, which kind of feels like the kind of energy they go for yeah. in twenty eleven. And then we have like you have Javier Bote who plays like you know he's in he's like the he's he plays all the kind of tall kind of spindly monsters in films like um he's an it as uh, that kind of tall. <laughs> Thing. Yeah, he, like he, if he's seen like a tall kind of it, like he's like the Doug Jones who isn't Doug Jones, right, right, right. Um, it been, yeah, we got it. It could have been Doug, it could have been Doug Jones, yeah. But um, so that that that's happening then. What happens then is that um, I think we have it. Like, they take twenty twelve off. I don't know why. Maybe because they, I, they, they, I, it's because just like that thing of like the, they they pe- people are just like the fiftieth anniversary is coming up soon. We're, we should do something for that. But also, it's like they should take a break because if it's, it, yeah, it won't it's, feel it's, special. It's, it's, it's been it's been yeah. like full on for the last like six years of just like it's there's like, a Doctor take, Who. Take a break. It's kind of like um, yeah. it's kind of like how Harry Potter. I remember there being like before the last two, there was a break, a small, very small break, right? It's also one of those things where like they're just like okay. Let's let's but let's make it as big as possible. Like this is just gonna be a huge blowout. Let's build up to it. Right. And like, this, uh, is, this is their Avengers. This, this is their, their Avengers, their, yeah. So like they spend like twenty twelve off, but they're building to it. Like there's stuff like in theaters, there's stuff like happening at Disneyland, all the Disney parks of just like stuff's happening. Like they're leading up to like, hey, Doctor Who, we all love Doctor Who, right? Yeah, and this is based on reality because in the real world, Marvel did not have a t- 2009 movie. So no, they did. no, they, they, no, they didn't. They didn't. They, whoa, whoa. No, I, no. Iron Man no. and Hulk was 2008, and Iron Man uh, Two doesn't happen until 2010. Oh, I always thought it was Anyway, yeah. So they they do that, but what they do also do is that they're saying, okay, it's 50th anniversary. Let's ask, you know, let's see what we can do. They asked Johnny Depp. But Johnny and Depp's he's like, like, I'm, I'm no, burnt out. Guys. I'm I can't done. Do I'm just done. I can't so, do this. 
there's there was what was it that we had? We had like there's like a, maybe it's like an SNL sketch or something where um, they're doing whatever with Doctor Who. It's like Zachary Levi's on or something, and um, they bring Uma Thurman out to do like a, a joke and whatever, and they see, like the, the the crowd goes crazy. They're like clapping, they're cheering and stuff, and then they're like, you know, the the fans still still have an affinity for this Doctor. Why don't we bring her back into the fold for the fiftieth? Um, yeah, yeah, and then I and think then, our, yeah, maybe someone need a third person here. Like, yeah, we need another doctor here. Um, yeah. and we, we can't get Johnny back. Martin Short's yeah. too old now. Yeah, like, and, uh, Charles Grodin told us to fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> um, and no one wants Ted dancing. So let's 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 do. How about we do this thing? And so we have. Well, well we should probably say beforehand we have. They bring Gore Verbinski back to direct because they're like, uh-huh. you know, it's well, the like, 50th. This guy's like, good. Yeah, take it home, home Gore. Yeah. Take it home, Gore. You know? Yeah. Um, Joss Whedon and John Olergist work on the script because they're the two writers from the past. They're like, you know, these guys, they know the show. Well, they know the, show. They know the movies. They know the franchise. Danny Elfman, he's going to do the score as well. And so they're like, you know what would be a fun idea? If there's like a doctor they forgot about. If there's a doctor who was there the whole time, but he did something... But it's it's basically the same thing as John Hurt. They're like, you know, it's a Doctor Who fought in the time where he betrayed the entire ethos of this character. And, and yeah, and even in, to dig a little bit into that, it could even be that like, um, they don't, they never show Uma to Depp. They never yeah. show it. And whenever they're asked like, why don't you show it? It's like we don't want to like explain regeneration. But after Zachary Levi comes along, it's like. They start hinting towards it. Oh, yeah, there was this regeneration I did, blah, 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 blah. Oh, maybe we'll show it on the other doctor when Depp says no. Uh, so when when Depp says no, they're like, oh, we can show this now because now we can bring back Uma, pay respect to the past, and give this um, underrepresented doctor kind of like a chance to shine. Yeah, and then it's- they're like, sorry, as I was saying, like, then they're like, you know, who can we get if we're going to like, this, this mid-step? You know, we're gonna have to get someone who is, you know, we can we can go any any direction we want to. We get someone big. We get someone like you know, like with genre. Yeah, so, somebody who like, like when you say this person is the forgotten doctor, you're like absolutely, like this makes yeah. sense. Where so, it's just like, and you go, this guy, you're like, yeah, sure, he should yeah. have been the doctor, and yeah. that person is uh, David. Please. That person is, um, of course, Lawrence Fishburne. As the War Doctor, which is so good. (laughs) It's so good. And then uh, rounding out the cast, we we fold in a bit of like time with the Doctor because we're like, we we got it. Like at this point, like Levi's done three movies and he. I love but also like it's destroying my body, you know, sort of like Smith and Capaldi, like. The show kind of destroyed their bodies. He's just like, look, I know you wanted me to stay for a while. It's it's cool. It's fun. I love this, but like, I can't do another one of these. The, the pro- yeah, the production yeah. schedule is too is too much. Like it get it yeah. gets to a, like maybe there's a there's like oh and, and again, just like Depp. injuries on set. Like yeah, Johnny Depp told uh, 
Zachary Levi when he took over to like three years and out. You got to get out of this. This is going like, to kill I, you. For I, this. Did it for, I did it for five years. It was too long. You it know, was like, too much. Yeah. Just just like he was with <laughs> Captain Jack. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but basically, the reason why you bring this up is because starting from now on, it's one movie every two years, basically. Yeah. They, they, they kind of realized that like, not only is this, are we and killing our actors? Keep, we're also like <laughs> trying to keep it more on a schedule, like timeline. So like, not only that, like they're also building up like the next, you know, like the doctors, you know, they're, they're you know, they're, like in, in, in Doctor Who 2011, they're like, doctor, you know, like. You will, you'll, you'll fall, you know, like at this point, yeah. they're just like yeah. planning it for a couple of years out. And then it's suddenly like Levi's just like, look, after day of the doctor, I'm, I'm out. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, absolutely. So, so we had, I think, I think well, no, 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 but, but this is, this is a bit, but the, the rest of the cast, we, we decide to introduce Clara in here. Yeah. Yeah. Played uh, by Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz is Clara. Yeah. Uh, we talked because holding in time of the a little bit of time with the doctor. Uh-huh. And she's Rachel Vice. Yeah, Tasha mm-hmm. Lem is Rachel Vice. Um uh, we we bring at this point that dogs would absolutely be in the 50th anniversary. No, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah, and and, and, and Andy Circus is back to do them as again as well. And then uh for Kate Stewart we thought of someone who could be like you believe that she's like she's in charge of unit but also Someone you believe, someone you believe is like the the daughter of this beloved brigadier character. Yeah, the daughter of James Coburn. Yeah, who, who do we Coburn. get other than Laura Dern? Laura Dern, yeah, absolutely. Actually, think about could Bruce Dern have played the brigadier back then? Is Bruce old enough to like believably he's have like, played the brigadier? He's like, oh, I don't know if he. Uh, would. He would have been in his thirties. So no, not really. Well, but, the brigadier, also, but, but he could have been in, like in charge of this, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, maybe but he's also, Sullivan or something. But also, hold on, he was like he was seven years younger than Nicholas Courtney. I, I mean, seven years—that's not. I mean, Nicholas Courtney looks old when he's on Doctor Who. Is but but as well. but in that same vein, it could feel like it was American. You know, the brigadier's you know the one you know brigadier's not really a thing, an American thing. Yeah, he, you know. Yeah. You're like military guy who works with this much older doctor, you know, like Lemon. It's just like, yeah, he's the know, general. He's the general. Like, yeah, but even I even Bruce would be too young to be a general. But he's like a colonel. He's like Richard the Dean colonel. Anderson in Stargate. Cur- colonel, Colonel yeah. is good. Like he's the colonel, and I I would buy him as a colonel. And it's just like you know, like Bruce Dern. Sure, yeah. So you get Laura Dern back, yeah. and then as. And, you know, as uh, as Osgood, you know, it's, it's a nerdy, uh, you know, like side character. Who, who do you get? Who do you get? Who's there? Like, who, who's who's obsessed with like Martin Short? Just like a real like, oh this, no oh, this, there, you know, like you mm-hmm. get Griffin Newman. Yeah, like, yeah. And, like, you- and, like, he's wearing like the Seventh Doctor cl- costume. Yeah, he drop he drops coffee in front of uh, over Thurman. <laughs> By the way, Nathan, you're cutting you're cutting out a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I I got out a lot it's on fine. the Christmas Invasion episode that I listened back to. So yeah, it's okay. It's um yeah, but then the the big thing is that oh yeah, there's a scene the where end. Zachary Levi yeah. right before regenerating. 
Yeah, like instant. Like he regenerates. Like he's starting to re- like something happens during the final like, battle, and he's just 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 like twice upon a yeah. He's he's about to regenerate, and and like something and, happens, and he doesn't want the other two to know, and he leaves, and you know, like he's sitting in the museum. He's in like, the museum is like, he's, and he's uh, like, me, am I gonna me. live? Like the, the 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 regeneration energy like comes out when they lock Gallifrey away, and like yeah, he's just like he's like, I don't know what's gonna happen. He's sitting there, and he's like. And then, and then he. You know, just, I could be uh, like, like, I, I could, I could yeah. play a game like this. Yeah, I could be, I could be a curator, and then you just hear, you know, and that'd be <laughs> sorry about William that. shows up, the theater goes uh, crazy. Crazy people yeah. clap, they're insane, and that the, just, I mean, it's, it's not as, it, unfortunately, it's not as big as when Baker shows up because Williams would be more willing to return, but it is like. Oh, it's like the, the adults are. It's it's big as big because it's Robin Williams. It's Robin Williams, and he's yeah. he's the curator, and it's and it's just as as a iconic of a scene, especially because. Uh, and then you know the, the not long after this because this is twenty thirteen. So this is three, tw- yeah. this is this is like you know late twenty thirteen. Yeah. So it doesn't take uh, it. It's basically like less than a year after he unfortunately passes away. So it, it, I feel like it's a few. Mu- yeah, yeah if, if this comes out in November, it's less than a year. Less than a year. So it's so, absolutely like, if not it, his last role, it's one of them. It becomes like this unexpected tribute to a guy who, who kind of like reinvigorated the show so much. <laughs> Uh, and it's also just like Robin Williams does also like Robin Williams in this universe. So it's just like it's 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 this moment where you're you're like yeah, it's this passing of the torch that just it it it, it makes people go like oh my god, 50 years. It's been on for 50 years. And it, it even ends on a similar shot as Day of the Doctor ends where Zachary Levi, you know, right before regenerating, he walks out and He's the the other doctors are there, but except it's actually the actual actors. Yeah, it's the actual actors as opposed to instead of cardboard JPEGs. <laughs> yeah, and then we do get he, the final scene is he he heads back into the TARDIS, and it could be it could be just like um uh twice upon a time where it's like breaking up, uh, destroying all around him, and then he regenerates into. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Because you know, at this point, it's just like they've they've known for a while. They're bringing back Uma. They're like, you know, do another woman. It's you know, like you should do it. Yeah, I mean, look, a tested real. Let's go with someone, you know, young and cool, and Emma Stone. (laughs) It, It continues that same kind of like nerdy but relatable vibe that Zachary Levi had. Yeah. Uh, after and this, so we it, yeah. to direct. Oh, um, we have. Can we just t- t- take a real quick break so I can go to the bathroom real quick? Hello. Um. It's a natural ad break because we didn't get a chance to talk about how you can listen to. Full Metal Alice, which has just completed this run of the original. I think the. Look, Michelle, if you listen to this, uh, anyone else who does Full Metal Analysts and who listens, I have literally no idea the difference between one FMA and the next. 
terms of because I'm now doing doing a new one now, doing the 2003 version or whatever. But they just finished their run basically the original FMA, all the uh, OVAs and the movies and stuff. So we can check that out. Um, there's Heavy Metal, which is obviously Scooby Doo, you know. There's a condensed truth, which is the X Files, which little update. I finished the X Files. I know you've been listening to Torchwood, and it's been all X Files, and um, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I can tell you now that I finished the X Files, and you know what? It peaks. It peaks up to season four. Well, season five and the movie are good, but after that, um, there's Passable and Popcorn, obviously, which is you know. I mean, all these podcasts, I, I would highly recommend listening to because they're all good. Um, yeah, uh, there'll be more stuff from us this year. More stuff from me, more stuff from my show. Uh, uh, Eve the Daleks, that was pretty good. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, Legend of the Sea Devils, uh, we'll see. I think it looks good as well. Um, but yeah. So, uh, back to the show that is taking forever to edit. Um, as you hear this, I have edited part one, which is the classic who section. Um, and I have to <laughs> go and edit now. One hour of pure, uncondensed audio that I am not looking for. Well, actually, it's been, it's been condensed, I'd say. Um, but I'm not, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work. But anyway, um... Well, it went on long here. Uh, it's just made the episode longer. Uh, yeah, back to the show. Okay. Welcome back. So, welcome back. Um, in 2015, they announced James Wan is directing Doctor Who Hellbent, um, which is written by Lee Wannell. And I don't know why I was I, I thought it was funny that Anthony McCartan just like would just work on one of these because he's a bit of a hack. But anyway, um, and Danny Elfman apparently does a score again. Um, by now, yeah. Doctor Who has bought Danny Elfman several yeah. new houses. Yeah, Danny Elfman just goes into a, a room, hits play on the, the laptop. He's like, "Yeah, I'm done. I'll see you guys later." He, yeah. So obviously, Emma Stone said, "But my my game plan here, my my head canon was that like we do the plot of the Kelbent, where like maybe like the opening act, like Clara gets killed by something, and then the Doctor like breaks through the time to save her, and then like the time was like, no, you can't do this, like you can't do this, and they go on like kind of a, a chase across space, or whatever. And, and in the- being the Capaldian Coleman, it's more of like Stone and Kratz are just like sisters, and they're just like. It becomes just as codependent, and like the movies, them realizing, like, oh, you're like, this is dangerous. Yeah. yeah. And uh, along the way, they, um, so we have like, we have Rassilon as a main villain, but what happens is Sean Penn is Sean Penn, obviously. And they're also like, look, we can get some bigger and more famous 
at this present moment in time to play this role. And coming in off, he'd won one Oscar. I think he wins the second, his second Oscar after this. No, he's he's won two this time. Sorry, at, at the wrong date. He's won two. He's won two supporting Oscars at this point. So Christoph Waltz plays Rassilon. Um, yes, which, which, also uh, fit. Yes. Yeah. which by the way, Russell R- 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 T. Davis, make this happen. In- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have broken the loss of time. <laughs> Ooh, that's uh, a doctor. <laughs> um, we also we, we said like. In this timeline, uh, a shield there will be Tom Holland. Um, that kind of feels like something that'll happen because that is just uh, yeah. We gotta give the, the poor guy someone to yeah. do. So yeah, so basically, maybe like, and then um, so we had like Ohila, who's the sister of the Karn person. We have uh, Viola Davis play her. Absolutely, um, like yeah, then, sure, yeah. So basically, like they're going across time and space, and they pick up um, Bill and Nardo. Who were like maybe they're helping them out? Maybe they pick up like a shielder as well who's helping them out. Or, or maybe and this then, is, or maybe Bill and Nardo are like a post credit scene. You know, like that could be a thing. <laughs> they're teasing. <laughs> it's like it's, you, have, you have like Nardo walk up. You only see Nardo's feet, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's Nardo!" It's Nardo. Um, <laughs> maybe yeah. Maybe like the maybe like they pick up a shielder at some point, and then he becomes like a secondary antagonist because he aligns himself with like, the, the Time Lords. Yeah. Yeah, but we have um, as Bill, we have Tessa Thompson, and as uh, Nardo, we have Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Seth Rogen as Nardo was like one of the first things we all agreed on. I think that was like that was like our one is when we agreed. Yeah, on. although although it is, it is very. <laughs> I just love the <laughs> idea of like out of all these characters, the only one that's still played by the same person <laughs> is Matt Lucas playing Nardo. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Lucas just, just tries tr- to cross over to America, and they're like, "Hey, yeah. this guy is funny." Absolutely, Matt Lucas, come on down. Like that just happens. <laughs> uh, um, what What else happens is that during the press for this, Emma Stone's like, "Look, it's it." I've only done one of know, these so far, but it sucked. It's yeah, sucked. it's the the work. Like it's too much. Like the stress of working on these. Like you know, you get injured so easily. There's so much don't work. There's so much you know. Straight put on me to do these movies. I'm the, my next film will be the last one I play the role in. Yes, this that is one, this is something we yeah. we need to we need to make very 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 like obvious about this is that in this universe, Doctor Who is a blockbuster movie, and we're talking like Marvel blockbuster movie. Like you, it, you see, it's taken yeah. kind of like the place of Marvel. Yeah, and you, you want you need to imagine that if if any of you want to understand how. Fucking tough could to be working in these movies. Just go look up like behind the scenes footage from The Hobbit and watch Ian McKellen break down. Like, at the even, like, of even acting. just like, yeah, like even just that, like Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi have had the exact same like knee surgery because yeah. of the way like they have to run and stop. Yeah, and and, and just like Marvel, it's, be- it's it becomes uh, it be- it, Sorry, it's, it's blockbuster filmmaking. Like, you know, you've got Harrison Ford hurting himself on. Star Wars. It's just yeah. like you're gonna. Get it. It's not seriously, but it's going to destroy your body. Yeah, absolutely. They're like, I've. This is this is bad. And what the reason why we're bringing this up is because there's gonna be a new status quo change coming up, and we got we gotta lay that out so that way you folks know why that's gonna happen. 
But anyway, um, I'll be back, in, back in two seconds, um, I gotta just do yeah. something very quickly. Well, you gotta so know. Just chime on yourselves. We, you gotta know why this change is gonna happen because, um, much like how the Star Wars universe is shifting around the fact that they have the volume now and they can shoot things differently and they can make production considerably more, um, quote unquote, easy on the actors and on certain things. Uh, that same thing, yeah. That same thing is going to happen to Doctor Who in the future. Not now, but it will happen, and it's important that you know that. Yeah, you know, they're just like we we we've been doing this long enough. Like we're slowing down on the movies. We need to di- diversify. You know, like what we're doing. We need to. So at, at this point, out. at this point, Disney is the the idea for Disney Plus is starting to appear. Yeah, so there's that. I think that's I think that like around 2015 2016 is definitely when like Disney was definitely first like floating like Yeah, but Bob Iger starting doing our stream we're doing a streaming service. Bob Iger is starting to do this thing and much like how in our universe eventually this led to the acquisition of Fox, the same thing can happen here like eventually this leads to the acquisition of Fox. I I even think that maybe like Maybe this is how Disney eventually comes to own Star Wars is because they buy Fox and I mean Fox doesn't have Star Wars, but maybe in, in this universe they do. Like maybe this universe, because of the way that Doctor Who was kind of a success, Fox wants to have a tighter grip on Star Wars. Like I, I don't know, it could happen. But but what we're setting up is that the the world of Doctor Who, the way things are made for Doctor Who is going to change out of a necessity of a production, like of production. Like it just needs to change. This whole movie stuff is not working for them as much as they want to work it to work. It's like people love Doctor Who, but it's 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 such a tax. It's so taxing on the actors. When we want to get more stuff out there, we need to figure out you know like what are we gonna do? Yeah, it's it's not. It's also not financially like viable where you're paying. You're you're changing the contracts every four years because the actor is like, Jesus. Especially now, after one movie going like I am out. Yeah, like it, when Emma Stone goes, I'm done. That's like a After wake up call. one movie, they're just like, oh. We, we, this has got to change. Because like, otherwise. Yeah, did it for so long because he loved the show. Levi only did it for three movies, you know, three years. And he was just like, yeah, I'm done too. So, like, yeah. now that Stone's like, After one movie and I, like, I'm out, they're just like, oh. I made a huge mistake. In our <laughs> we, need, we, need to, we need to figure something else out because, like, it's Doctor Who. Yeah, we need we need to keep this going. So that's that's the context you need to have for what's about to what, happen. What's happening? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so we were asked. Uh, did you go through the the? No, we were just setting up the whole. Uh, you know, like twenty seventeen. I had to go turn off some Christmas lights. Okay. Um, the so twenty seventeen we have the Doctor Falls, uh, directed by Joe and Anthony Russo, written by Marcus and McFeely and Danny Elfman. Comes back in, presses play on his laptop again, and then walks out of the room again. Um, so yeah, we have we have Emma Stone obviously, and then we have uh, Bill and Nard all are back again. And then you have, and then we have we have basically we have Missy. I'm thinking maybe like Missy. The reveal is like you know, it's not like it's not immediately obvious that she is the master. It's it's, it's like a like, second act reveal. Yeah. Yeah, um, the, 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 Mi- yeah. Missy Missy gets the the like more Vigo's back too. 
like yeah, we're doing Vigo the two masters yeah. from Doctor the Doctor Falls. Vigo's the main master, and there's like there's this other character there. Yeah, and, there, that, and it turns out the moment of like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. She, Vanessa the, Kirby the miss, is the missy not... reveal is the sim. You know, like, do you still like disguises? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, Van- it's Vanessa Kirby. Um, is what we settled on as Missy coming up. I think we yeah the crown is she's been on the crown at this point. Um, with with whoever the the this universe Matt Smith equivalent is. Um, taking that because in this universe out. Matt Smith is uh he's managing still at Arsenal. Football. Yeah, he's he's Arsenal manager at this point. Um, like Matt Matt Smith is definitely managing. Matt Smith doesn't injure himself in this universe, and he, he has a successful Premier League career. He becomes, like, a beloved manager, works with there, or becomes, like, a pundit. Like, but It's, it's he, a lot yeah. like how at the end of yesterday, uh, the, he goes to see John Lennon and he's living <laughs> in the cabin. Like, in this universe, we all go to a cabin and Matt Smith is there, and he's, yeah, I just played football. The, 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 <laughs> me and David are in, in, like, talking about soccer, we're like, oh, fucking Smith out there on the touchline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate Matt Smith. He's fucking so, something that also happens while this movie is being made, The Doctor Falls, is like we know that the Doctor is going out, and what's happening is, uh, while this movie is being made, there's a separate production of the next one. Uh, the next one is already being made, much like Marvel. Like they literally know what's going to happen. It's being made, but it's a new production team. Yeah, like everything is going to change, including. Danny Elfman. <laughs> Danny Elfman stopped up finally breaks. And he's like, I can't be bothered fixing this. You can get someone else to do this for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah. while we have Dr. Fall at the end of Dr. Falls, Emma Stone, now the shortest, the new shortest, like tenure as a doctor, two movies. She is the new um Palm again. <laughs> so she regenerates into and we were thinking, who could a be a very, our... very, very old man? A yeah, very a, old man. A very old <laughs> man. Uh, famous nineteen-year-old, as Michelle would say. <laughs> Look, in my defense, I've only knew him as an old man. I have never seen <laughs> Cheers. I did not. I did not know he owns that hair. I did not know he once was capable of being young. I just uh, listen. So you were like, obviously, these two are the same age. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my you bad, also, all right? You also said uh, William Hartnell looked like a prune when he was born, which, uh, which I don't know. But yeah, Woody, Har- Woody Harrelson is the new Doctor. Woody Harrelson mm-hmm. is our uh, is our be- 12. And beca- yeah. be- be- because it's Woody and because it, they're they're having this trouble keeping the actors, they're, he's a much more laid-back Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically Series 10 Capaldi. Yeah. Um, and he is in. He debuts in 2018's Doctor DW, who uh, kind of alluding to when they introduced the big DW logo in 2010, and everyone's like, "What the hell?" Um, directed by Taika Waititi, um, written by Taika Waititi, and Vanessa Taylor, and music by Mark Mothersbaugh. Danny um, Elfman can now rest. Yeah, Danny Elfman <laughs> can go and and now. Play Oingo Boingo tracks to himself. Um, what we've done here as well is we've kind of brought in Thirteenth Doctor companions. Um, just it's, it felt because, kind of senior. Yeah, and also yeah, it's twenty eighteen as well, so it kind of lines up with with that era. 
Um, and so we have Nathan. This is one of your picks, and this this is like the, the enduring pick for the entire thing, which was yeah. This, uh, is, this not, I said this yeah. like really early, like, like maybe within the first hour of it. Like I was calling my shot of like this is who's playing Graham, and we yeah. all stood up and clapped because it's it yeah. is that good of a pick because it's because uh, when, when this happened, it was it was a few months out, but it was one of the. It was very recently after the Friends reunion. Yeah. And the reaction to Matt LeBlanc was such that I was just like, Matt LeBlanc, like, in the last few years, absolutely could just, like, transition into playing the nice old grandpa. Matt LeBlanc should be Graham. Yeah, <laughs> Matt LeBlanc as Graham is perfect. Um, um yeah, it's 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 just good. It's just good. It's I mean, he's good. not. I don't. Uh, is he is he as old as uh? No, Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh a, is a lot younger than you think he is. I'm just gonna say it right now. Um, he's he's uh, six years younger than Bradley Walsh. Yeah. But even still, like Matt LeBlanc, in the last few years, he he looks older now. He like he's like you 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 gray him up a little more, and you're like, yeah, this this guy's a grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, so as as Ryan then and as well as Grace we have Alfred Woodard, and as Ryan we have Ashton Sanders, um, and then as Yaz we have Geraldine uh, Viswanathan, mm-hmm. um, or Viswanathan, sorry, um, and then <laughs> uh, Tim Shaw pick here is I was just feeling, I was just kind of being like who's like the low budget guy to go like listen. Similar to how like Oscar Isaac just plays Apocalypse in X Men, and so it's like okay, whatever. It's like sticking some poor schmuck in the makeup. Yeah. So John Bernthal plays Tim Shaw. I love <laughs> this so much. <laughs> it's so good. The John doctor's Bur- about the doctor's about to kill Tim Shaw. Go, no, 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 no. <laughs> Can somebody take that gift and just edit the Tim Shaw makeup onto that? Like that's that's him. No, that's just, him. Just like not even the Tim Shaw makeup. Just like put like teeth on. Person. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay. Maybe yeah. Maybe it's like a lower budget movie as well, or something. Maybe there's like a lot of yeah. Thing, but it, it, yeah. They're like like it's Taika Waititi. Like let's get this guy who like is known for like making title chill low budget movies. This movie's got to be chiller. Can't yeah. We can't kill eighty seven year old Woody Harrelson. And it is chiller, <laughs> and it is considerably like a different vibe. It is a different vibe, and much like how Capaldi, a lot of people saw him and went ew old and tuned out people you know start... at this at this point you like we've had three hot young doctors in a row like, yeah young, but johnny depp is johnny hot depp it. through the it, through the you know the 2000s uh-huh. like people people still are hot for johnny depp from the 2000s yes and like presumably as the doctor like he's hotter than he was as like jack spare like you know he's clean cut and he's like Got suits and stuff. He's like, what was, was you like a jelly baby? Like, uh, <laughs> but you know, like, it, it's been like three hot, young, energetic doctors in a row. And then you've got like, it's got Woody, like, you know, he's bald. He's probably like got not that much hair. He's yeah, chill. I, he's just he, like, Woody absolutely is bald for a role. And, and that is like, people see that and they're like, oh no, 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 no. He cannot be bald. That it's, is, it's the blonde doctor. But it's the blonde bond moment. It's the blonde bond. Yeah, absolutely. It is the blonde like, bond. Yeah, the doctor cannot be bald. That is the doctor's evil. old. The doctor's bald. The, the doctor, doctor hasn't been old in like to this point. Like the doctor hasn't been old since Grodin. Yeah, because yeah. Short was in his what thirties. Yeah, he hasn't been old since 
not even Groden, because Groden is... Groden, in, no, Groden's in his 50s and 80s. Oh, he is. You're right. Because Groden, right. Groden is 35 and the heartbreak hit him. That's 71. That you're right. Sorry, you're absolutely right. Yeah, Groden's he, in his fifties. There hasn't been an old doctor since Groden, and and kind of maybe that and is kind of that. Their like fear. even then, even then, like there hasn't been an old doctor since like Cotton and Lemon. Yeah, like they're probably asking, "Oh, hey, why, why isn't there an old doctor again?" And like we did that with Groden, it did not. Like we're we're scared of another Groden. Like just like we're, because we're in a in a way that like Capaldi was kind of like an attempt at doing. Colin Baker, right? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like, yeah. All right, we're gonna try an old, kind of curmudgeonly guy again. Let's we're gonna see do what it happens. Right. Yeah. All right. So what else happened? Yeah, like, is that after this? Go ahead. After this, sorry, I was gonna say after this, uh, this, and you're like, okay, you know, yeah. We we, Michelle and I have yeah. already set this up. Yeah, we set we set yeah, up that yeah. like there's there needs to be a change in how these are made because it, like it's 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 just. We need, you know, like we need to like figure out a way to keep this cash cow going without like burning through doctors one a year at this point. Like, yeah, because if so, it gets any so, worse, they'll be like, you know, Woody Harrelson will be dead it by twenty twenty. Yeah, we're going to kill Woody Harrelson. So basically, what they do is like the next movie is in twenty twenty. It's going to take two years to complete that, but we're not going to leave you without any any Doctor Who. Around this time, yeah. Disney announces Disney Plus. And so what they do is they announce immediately we two... Uh, the next Doctor Who movie isn't until 2021. It's three years off after... No, 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 no. It's yeah. 2020, but the pandemic, they have oh, to sure. delay it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, God, I forgot about the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic still happens. It still happens. In and in, in this the, universe... The uh, <laughs> Zachary Levy is in the Gal Gadot video, uh, like he's wearing like Doctor Yeah, yeah. Outfit. Imagine. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> they, they do the same thing that they did in this in in our universe, where it's like all the doctors saying, "Oh, Doctor, but they Doctor actually get like all the actors back for that one." Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the moment where. Finally, like, okay, whatever. I'll come. Yeah, for, back for that, I'll do it. For that, I'll do it. He does it for <laughs> like, for, like, like. like like sometime around like 2018, you know, I didn't you cut hate off. it. You, you you cut off a little bit. Can you say that again? But, but like around, you know, like sometime around, like maybe the time Woody becomes the Doctor, Grodin is starts like opening up about Doctor Who and his time on it and being like, you know, I don't know if I'd ever be back on the show again. But you know, I there, there were there were interesting he times. Goes, yeah, he goes on a convention, and, like, and there's yeah, stories like in twenty like twenty eighteen. He goes to a convention and people lose their minds. It's it's a lot like Eccleston, where you know every time they ask about him in the news, he cusses them off. But there's a bunch of stories about like, yeah, my kid saw Charles Gooden and said, "I love you as a doctor." And he was like, "Yeah, I, oh, thank you so much." And he like hung out with them and. He and said the line. Where, like, like, it, it comes up in interviews all the time. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, when, yeah. But if you're like older than 20 and you ask him about it, he, he tells you to kindly go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 at this, so yeah, in, in 2020 during the pandemic, Doctors Assemble happens, but it's actually. <laughs> it, is, it is the actual, yeah. like, uh, the actual act. Except yeah, they, for the ones who have died. Yeah, and they, they do the OK Boomer and uh, new new Doctor Who this. So wait, uh, in this universe, do, is what he, does Woody Harrelson say OK Boomer? <laughs> <laughs> no, I okay, think boomer. I think Emma Stone says yeah, that to Woody Emma Harrelson. Stone, like OK Boomer. Like, 
It's like, yeah. what? I'm younger. <laughs> so, okay. So we have the 2018 movie, and then Disney announces two spinoff shows. Yeah. Uh, the first one is Torchwood. Torchwood. Yeah. Torchwood starring Chiwetel Ejiofor as Captain um, Jack. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know who's not in this Torchwood cast that I just noticed is not missing and is frankly a glaring omission? Who? Who? You never cast PC Andy. Oh, P- shit. P- for P- the Torchwood Disney Plus show. PC Andy's too good for this, okay? He's he's way too good for this. Um, I, I he probably just be like, I don't know. Um, who's the guy in Jexy again? Um, Adam, Adam, Adam Devine. Marshall. Adam Devine? Chris Adam Marshall. Devine, yeah, it's Adam Devine. It's Adam Devine who's doing the. Lead. No, it's Chris, Chris Marshall. Chris Marshall is. <laughs> is it in this universe? <laughs> is, is it this universe? In this universe, Chris Marshall still is every every time there's a new doctor. They still say Chris Marshall. Like people are like, who the fuck is Chris? No, Chris Marshall. Trust me, it's gonna that be Chris guy Marshall. From Love, actually. Yeah, Chris Marshall is gonna be the next doctor. Like, no, um, shut up. Yeah, we can run through the cast of torture because well, I suppose what happens first that the showrunner is going to be Damon Lindelof, obviously. Yeah. Isn't there? Like, you gotta get him back in. It'll be directed by Benson and Moorhead to like you know. Um, they just did some episodes of, of Moon Knight. Resident did, like, Ross. Um, it's basically yeah. Watchmen. Yeah, Resident like, Ross. Yeah, and, yeah. it's Watchmen. Like, basically, yeah. Disney's just like sure. Like Lindelof's like, hey, you know, uh, I, I kind of like your Doctor Who thing. I would do like a a movie, but like I'd be interested in working in yeah. Like, it, yeah. It's been like in this universe. It's been how long since uh, Chiwetel? Since um, Chiwetel, he shows up in uh, Journey's End. He's in Journey's, Journey's End. End. Yeah, so it's, it's been like it's, it's been ten years. It's been twelve years, really, because he 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 isn't. He's in Journey's End, just two thousand eight. Yeah, since twenty twenty. Right. So this, but he's been gone for twelve years. He's been having yeah. like a Chiwetel Ejiofor career. Yeah. yeah, he's been good. He's been good. But they but they give him enough money and he comes back. Yeah. And he's joined by um, as Gwen. We have Camilla Mendes from Riverdale. That mm-hmm. just felt like whatever. Um, Midori Francis, who's in the spawn called Dash and Lily. I, um, she's she's Tosh. As okay, uh, as, as, as Owen, o- we have as Billy Owen, Magnuson. Billy Magnuson. That that is that's that's. I I had to pat myself on the back for that. You know, one. I I didn't buy. I saw No Time to Die, and then I bought this. Like absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that, Billy Magnuson is Owen Harper, definitely. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah, Midori Francis as Tosh, Billy Manson as Owen. Um, as Susie, we have Priyanka Chopra. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in the scene, we have her and Billis Manger, who we'll get to in a second. <laughs> uh, <are> we... <laughs> we have her and Billis. <laughs> Hold on, here's the thing. There. We do have one, we do have a little bit of context to say, which is we here at Potter Who Cast love. Billy's manger. Billy's manger. Billy's manger. Yeah. Billy's manger. manger is, we is. have a channel on our Discord. That's what is it called? Is uh, we only post. It's a, it's a, fr- it's a friend. It's a, nothing. We only say Billy's yeah, manger. Just post the words Billy's manger. Um, yeah. What a, so it, yeah. <laughs> it's a plus series. The cast you have for this very specifically is very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, so we have we have Priyanka Chopra as Susie and she and Billis are working together to like bring Abaddon or you know. Abaddon still happens. But as Billis Major, you have Al Pacino. Yeah. Just... Yeah. <laughs> but he dresses like the a... same. He dresses the same. Yeah, he dresses the exact same. He's 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 like, I'm Billis Manger. <laughs> and he's like <laughs> he's just hanging around like fucking like antique shops doing stuff. 
Um, and then we have as Reese, we have Nat Wolf. Um, as not as Yanto Jones, but as Ian T Jones, we have Evan Peters, which is just like I don't know, just need someone in there. And we have Rosario Dawson coming back as Martha for a little, no, like, because, little like well, why not? Yeah, but <laughs> Al Pacino's close. At the same time, they also, and this one requires a bit more kind of explanation. They um, in yeah. uh, sometime around. 2007-2008 around the same time as Sarah Jane Adventures and Torture were happening Ru- Russell T. Davis floated an idea for another spinoff that would have starred Billy Piper as Rose Tyler reprising a role on Earth 2 mm-hmm. and it would be Rose Tyler Defender of Earth and it would be presumably it would have ended up tying into like at the end of the Turn first series in. or whatever, it would have tied into Turn Left, all that, the end of series yeah. four. Yeah. You know, th- that sort of thing. Yeah, so we decided it, it never ha- it never it never materialized in our world. But we decided in this world, you know, it's 2020, Bryce Dallas Howard is on the Bryce Dallas Howard track, and she's like Disney approaches her and they're like, Hey, would you like to like play Rose again? Like, we'll give you well, and she's like, Alright, fine, but every episode i have creative control you know yeah so she yeah. directs it, it, not just her actually it's uh it's her yeah so wait, i want to no, no 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 well during because... this her agreement is like i'll do it but i have complete creative control over the show yeah 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 but what happens is that um in between journey's end and this meg ryan retires from acting she kind of disappears out the face of the well, disappears from the face. She just stops acting and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they they get Leah Thompson to play Jackie in this, but Leah Thompson's also director. So Leah Thompson's like, yeah, I'll do it. And then she's like, can I direct one as well? And Bryce uh, and Leah get along like swimmingly on yeah, set immediately. Yeah. And then Bryce, Bryce is like, hey, you can direct one. And then they're like, you know, what would be really cool and really fun if if you know Bryce, if your dad directed like an episode or something, that'd be kind of that'd be kind of fun. You know, maybe he, he hasn't done. Because there's no Star Wars, so Solo won't happen because there's no revival of Star Wars yeah. for them to be like, you know. So Ron Howard directs an episode. Um, the music, someone gets a new laptop because Danielle <laughs> from the <laughs> Oh my God, I, got, guys, I just realized <laughs> we were saying we don't have a Nick Briggs in each universe, but we do. It's Danny Elfman. Yeah, the album's just everywhere. We're like, yeah, I'm here. Um, he gets a new MacBook. He's like, look at this. And he, pay, he presses uh, the space bar. He plays a new version of his own music. Yeah. Um, but that's not all. They get... Um, <laughs> I just saw, sorry, I just saw the cast list again. Uh, they get Mackay Pfeiffer and Clive Owen to come back as uh, Mickey and Pete. And then the tie it into Torchwood, uh, Al Pacino Woo! is back again. <laughs> as Billis, he's just like, hey, uh, Rose, Tyler... Uh, maybe Abaddon is something to hear as well. Yeah. Um. So they have those two. They have those two shows going. The pl- um, Abaddon's after- threatening the multiverse or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The the plan. Abaddon's probably like, yeah. The plan very clearly Abaddon's is threatening to, uh, the multiverse because of course he is. That's the, of course what happens. Yeah. <laughs> the the plan very clearly is like, oh, we're gonna set up our plots in these two shows, and then at the end of the year, there's gonna be a new Doctor Who movie that's gonna tie up all those plots. It's like, oh, this is gonna be what our what what Doctor Who is going to be like? TV show, TV show, movie, TV show, TV show, movie, yada yada yada. But the pandemic happens, and as a result, the 
the la- the latest Doctor Who movie does not get completed in time, and uh, it gets delayed to 2021. Yeah, um, is... and it's called Who. It's called Who. It's called Who. Uh, yeah, and it's directed by Olivia Wilde and written by Christina Hudson, um, and music by Ludwig Göransson. Um, Danny can't get his laptop working in time to. To help them out. D- Denny um, does yeah, not Denny, need a new pool. Denny discovered Bejeweled. <laughs> yeah. Denny does not need a new pool. He's good. He did a he already got his new car. D- Danny Elfman <laughs> is doing a, a new movie in this universe, and he's like, Hey Danny, you wanna hang out with me and do a movie with Johnny and me? And he's like, Alright, fine. Yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's make uh I don't know, Dumbo 2. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dumbo still happens in this universe. There, yeah. there is no, um, there is no escape from Dumbo. We all, we also had well, an idea of like a further spinoff at some point. Uh, Disney Plus does a young first Doctor show. Yeah, yeah, they probably yeah. would do that. And and we had like, yeah, Michael Keaton down, and I was like, I don't know if Michael Keaton would necessarily be the Joseph Cotton, uh, whatever. But what happens then is that they bring so they have. Woody, they have Matt LeBlanc and Geraldine and Ashton, all of them come back for their roles. We have the new master. Um and they're like, okay, who's this kind of who like okay, so we have we have the old doctor. How about like a younger master? Um who's like who's like an up and coming actor who's a, like he's got charisma, he's got like star presence, you know, he can he can play this really well. So they get Jonathan Majors to play the master. Yes. Yes. Um I yeah. love that. Uh, and then they're like, you know what? We need someone else in this, um, like a secondary threat. Um, let's get this guy called. He's like a maybe he's like working with the master. He's called like Jack Robertson. He's like this, you know. He's like this kind of wannabe politician. And let's get like, oh, Stanley Tucci, businessman. Yeah, let's get like Stanley Tucci to play him. So Stanley Tucci plays Jack Robertson in this timeline. Um, and then they're like, you know what? We 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 can tie into our shows as we mentioned before. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor comes back as Captain Jack, and he's he's helping them out with this new master. Uh, we had the Cybermen down as well. I don't know if that's really necessary at this point no. because yeah. there's so much going on. Um, anyway, so yeah. at that point, you know, uh, and then they're like, you know, at this point, we've got enough on our plate that we could, you know, maybe aim for the 60th anniversary pretty mm-hmm. easily. Let's let's what what he's contract is up. He's you know he's about to turn ninety. <laughs> no one's <laughs> come on. But you know uh, what he's just like what, mistake. What, what, what he what he's out. It's the sixtieth. Why not like regenerate the three? We're we're projecting here. Doctor Who flux comes out, and this is something where I don't think we've talked about it. I think we should we just riff on this on air. Yeah, I'm like, we should. Okay. Yeah. Figuring we out had what because we did this long before flux, and just like yeah, you're like, what wh- what is what what is flux? Who's in flux? What's going on? Can I say the only thing. Well? Sorry, what? That, that they they also do a Sarah Jane spinoff along with flux, and Jacob oh, yeah. Tremblay is Luke. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's all I have to say. But yeah, but. The, the the second group is like, it's it's young, it's young, it's young Cotton and Sarah Jane Adventures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, we don't really know. Like, we don't. When we, the thing is, when we came up with this, 
not only did we not know about Flux, but we also did not know that <laughs> 13 was going. That, that RTD was coming back. So it's like we 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 have not figured out what the, the what the uh, like. I think what we did know that RTD was maybe like we did. I think maybe yeah, did, it was did like we? it was a couple of days before. Yeah, it was literally. Yeah. We were trying to think of what the equivalent of like RTD coming back was like, and it was like. Is it Joss Whedon? We can't have Joss Whedon coming back yeah, in like yeah, 2023. Yeah, yeah. That's, that that um, cannot. That, that it, cannot I happen. guess it was like bringing back Gore, which lines up with, you know, like a Gorosans is maybe going on right now. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he's not really, I don't know. I like I, I, I think if anyone's coming back for directors, it's it's probably Burton. I think Burton's like the only one that like maybe comes back to do another one of these. Um, I think as well. I think... I don't know if, if, like, I don't think we'd have... Would we have Woody for Flux? I don't know. Um, I, th- I think I think have, Woody... Yeah. Woody would go for Flux and then regenerate at the end. Yeah, and, yeah. We, we do... We Yeah, we have, a, we have a Dan. The only thing we have so far is a Dan. Who did... Um, uh, Tom Lennon. Tom, Tom Lennon. Sure, Tom Lennon, and that, um, that's a good energy yeah. for Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately, Evil Dan does not exist in... Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, we, we the world is deprived of that beautiful... Tom Lennon Lennon screaming at Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I've been fired! <laughs> oh, oh but, but it's like... Oh, Man, baseball! But it's like, Bat LeBlanc! <laughs> <laughs> it's Tom! Tom, I've been here all year! Like... Um, it's just like man, baseball cap. Uh, <laughs> so I don't, I don't, um, I cannot come up with like a. I think uh, we decided the swarm would be like a like maybe like, you know, Doug Jones gets to like play an actual character. Yeah, yeah. It's or it's Paul Bettany. It's one of the two. Yeah, it's, um, it's either like Tom. It's yeah. either like you know like Doug Jones getting like an actual like meaty role. Or they just stick or, some poor schmuck yeah. and makeup again, and it's Bettany. Yeah, it's Bettany. Yeah, it's it's, it's John Bernthal so, again. It's like, they're like, they're like, no one will remember John Bernthal as Tim Shaw. I, 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 I John think Bernthal. we have to have. Hold on, John, John Bernthal becomes the. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. I just need a moment. I just need a moment because John Bernthal becomes a dead Starkey of Doctor. <laughs> Just, just over just and over, John Bernthal. Who's stuck in the Doctor Who <laughs> machinery? Oh God! Just like okay. this poor working class guy. Holy shit! Like, they just keep bringing him back. <laughs> Sorry, I needed a moment after that. Oh my God! Okay, listen. Um, I'm uh I'm very tired, and I ordered lunch, and I got uh, and I gotta go eat. But but that's uh, but I, I do I, I do go ahead. Uh, just to round it out, like Jericho, it's like some. It's Kevin McNally as Eustatius Jericho in the Flux movie too. It's just it's got to oh, be Kevin uh, Jericho. Yeah, it's Jericho. Or, All yeah, roads lead to McNally. Also, yeah. um, before you know, we get to it in like Pod to Who Cast twenty thirty six. We on this podcast do stand Eustatius Jericho. He's Eustatius Jericho. Uh, yeah, I do. So before, as we wrap this up, I do want. I do have a pitch that I just came up with for the thirteenth, thirteenth or. 14? It'll be 13. No, it'll be 13. 13. 13. Yeah. And that is... I feel like by this point, you know, Woody goes out, but Woody goes out on his own terms. He's not injured anything. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. This was good. This was fun. Free movies, I'm out. And now Disney's like, 
you know, we want somebody with a little bit of gravitas, but somebody who uh, we could probably build like a long universe around. And so it's Where announced. Is this going? <laughs> it's announced that the next doctor is Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, come um, on. That was, yeah, come I mean, on. It, it would be great Jeffrey Wright was the, the, the doctor. doctor is Diamond. Yeah, the what? Diamond Mine thing is, is the thing that, that's... Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, you know what? Cut what I said. <laughs> I mean, no, because Jeffrey Wright Doctor is incredible. Like, Yeah, Jeffrey Wright Doctor is really good. Like, Either, either Jeffrey Wright or, um, like... Oh, fuck, what's her name? God, hold on a second. What is her name? She's um. She directed a movie, Regina King. Jesus oh. Christ! Oh, oh, yeah, Regina would oh, be terrific. Regina King, Doctor. That that is that's I like, powerful. I like that, that my way of is... remembering who she was was going. She directed a movie. <laughs> I I would sign off from Regina King, Doctor. Yeah, for East Doctor, real life tomorrow. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll, make I'll, it happen, I'll, Russell. <laughs> I, honestly, Rus- uh, Rusty, please, Regina King, Doctor, I die, I do it, yeah. I do it, I watch we it. A, we we didn't. I think we left out Fugitive Doctor from our thing as well. But I think that would be that would maybe be like uh, that's maybe. I think they. I don't think they go for Fugitive Doctor because I think they'd be like you know we did the War Doctor already. We don't need like rehash. No, they don't go to Fugitive Doctor because <laughs> they don't go to Fugitive Doctor because Christian Noel is not does not exist. <laughs> I mean, look. The thing is, <laughs> maybe through the wooden movies, they do they like the Cartmel, they do try and finish out the Cartmel master play, which is, I think, what Chibnall's trying yeah. to do. Yeah, fugitive, fugitive, do- fugitive doctor. It's is not. Like, it's not in any like real way. It, like it, the fugitive it, doctor's a thing. It's just more like they're like, doctor's weird, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. I gotta go because oh my god, this has yeah. been oh, how yeah, long has this been? Uh, Two hours? Three hours? <laughs> almost, almost three. Um, uh, I will, I'll, 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 I'll talk. So you can, you can, you can get your lunch if you want. Yeah. Um, if you, I'll, if you like this, if you like this, fucking like po- post it on Twitter and tell yeah. us what we're wrong and what we're right about. Yeah. I will accept and any if pitches. You more, except- if you want to know more, we'll, we'll, we'll like talk out more details with you. Yeah. Like I was, I was like a, the PDF, this was supposed uh, to be a PDF, brief uh, overview that has lasted now about uh, two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, I'll put the PDF out. Um, I'll go seal it up if we have to, and I'll put it out as an actual thing. Oh yeah, don't put that um, out. You gotta proofread that before. Yeah, I'll, I'll proof it. I've, I've no life. Um, but yeah, thank you. Um, I don't. I don't we can't be handy do plugs at the moment because we're in a rush. Um, but you know, thank you. Um, this is very late, I know, but series three will be in around soon. Um, Billis Manger might be there. You never know. Um, yeah. I don't know. Andrew Garfield might be there. You never know. Um, didn't you, didn't you guys week. say you were getting like a like a pretty heavy guest for? Oh yes, we have a, we have a, a guest coming up. We've been talking to their people, and they're very willing to be on. So watch this space. As I have to turn off the Alistair. I can't go until. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, by lock the gates, Mark Maroon yeah, probably th- pays. Thank you um, for having me on for stuff. this little thing that I lock the gates. Mark Maron absolutely was in Doctor Who. <laughs> He's Carvinista. He's Carvinista. He's Carvinista. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I play a dog. Stop, stop, guys, stop. <laughs> okay, okay, bye, 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 bye. I'm a bye. dog man. <laughs>
business.